Greetings, geeks. This is another episode of Geeking Off the Page. I'm the white mane toad charmer, a red hot ninja who strikes fear into the hearts of all people. Yes, I'm speaking of none other than myself, Master Jiraiya. He's lying. It's my kitchen. By the way, I'm Trevor. Uh, I'm Troy. And I'm Gavin, currently being smothered by a giant hairy rug. Pussy. Oh. <laughs> and if you're keeping track, this is episode 58. But why the hell are you keeping track? Why are you keeping track? Yes. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. So yep. Names on the list. And everybody's like, nah, we'll cross his name off. We're he's good. We're good. We're good. But it's a full quartet. It is. I was about to say, it's been almost like a full year since all four of us have been on at one time, isn't it? Yeah. Easily. Shocking. Wow. Look at that, huh? Uh, must be a Halloween miracle. Well, it's not Halloween yet. It's a Close Halloween enough. season miracle. All right, I'll take that. All right. All right, so uh, this has been a week. A week of uh, stuff happening. Um, who wants to kick it off? Who wants to start? What have you been watching? What have you been laying your eyes on? What media have, have you been perusing? I'll start right now. I've been watching The Expanse. That's it. <laughs> Timey wimey, I'm back a couple years, but I've been watching The Expanse and holy crap. Like all the recommendations, you know, 100% valid. And so I'm at season three, episode three at this point. Or, and it's interesting. And one of the fascinating things with this, I just remembered where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, What's her name? Christian is now on the Rashante. Is that how you say the ship? I always have trouble saying the ship. That's Rosie. Let's call it the Rosie. And it's fascinating the way this is written. Again, it's classic Game of Thrones, multiple characters, multiple stories going on at different places. And once the paths cross, it's epic. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. And so you had asked me, Trevor, who's my favorite character? Yes. And I still, you know, stay with my original pick. But you know, there's certain characters that are starting to kind of like start notching up <laughs> like Amos. He's such a great character as just, you know, the, the hardcore Punisher type. It's like, you know, he's the blunt the object. Yeah. He's a blunt object. He does what he has to do. Trying to be a better guy, you know, but he is what he is. Alex has leveled up in this mm-hmm. season in a big way. And then the, Gunny is the big one. Um, <laughs> like she's stepping up as that strong female yeah. character in yeah, yeah. like a, a proper strong female character way. And what's happening so far in this season, you know, the first couple episodes, I'm completely blown away. And it's so neat to see the characters start coming together. And God, I want to know if Miller comes back. I don't want any spoilers. Don't tell me. I'm, I'm not, not saying anything. The camera. I'm not seeing anything. I'm assuming he comes back. He's got a sort of molecule dude, but I am not I, saying anything I'm not... because <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything because I want you to experience this whole show before I start, like, you know, yeah. really diving into it. Because this was the kind of show that when I watched it, I was like, I need people to talk to about it to, to kind of decompress and, you know, unpack some of the stuff i've seen but i didn't have that group to do it with at the time and i was just like damn so yeah yeah I'm vicariously yeah, and, through you and mike i'm in your boat as well um well uh i did watch the first season when it f- first came out 
uh, lost track of it, then started to catch up. And then uh, me and Adrian watched through the rest of the series and all that sort of thing. So unfortunately, Trevor didn't realize at the time how much this was. And I was in the same boat. I was like, oh, my God, who can I talk to this about? <clears throat> so I, I like Trevor, can't wait till Mike, you get done this yeah. series because this is I mean, and it's also the fact that it's so surprising that something this good came out at a time when nothing like this was really out there. I mean, yeah, it's not yeah. Battlestar Galactic. It's not Star Wars. It's not Star Trek. It's its own separate it, thing of sci-fi. And it's so beautifully done. And it flew under the radar because everyone at the mm-hmm. time was talking about other shows that were like catching the headlines. And this one was just yep. sailing along. And I mean, it didn't have great viewership. Like no. it wasn't dominating. It, it the got rating. canceled. It got canceled after the second yeah, season. Sci-fi dropped after the third season, and Amazon Prime was like, it was almost like so. One of the executives of Amazon Prime was like, "No, no, damn it, we're buying the goddamn show. We're continuing <laughs> the show until it's my." Uh, my understanding with that is Jeff Bezos himself was a fan of the show, and he wanted it for for Amazon Prime. So yeah, it's just it's it's funny enough that they're like you know you get someone who's like god damn it no we're we're not canceling it we're gonna <laughs> buy the damn thing and keep yeah. going yeah and i brought this up to a work sci-fi group chat thing and the consensus was that you know the first three seasons were the best you know the other stuff is still good but it ends before the book ends so you have to read the last three books to get the proper ending. I don't know. Like Gavin, I think you're the only one that's read the books. Did you get all the way to the end? I'm I have not read the last three books. And that's uh okay. that's on my it's on my list. At, at some point I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go go on Amazon and order the giant box set with like all of them and it's gonna like the, the mailman's gonna be like cursing me. <laughs> cursing but, like, God damn Gavin. It's it's gonna, gonna sit somewhere knock on, on the a, door. On a shelf. Hand you the package and then kick you in the nuts. Punch in the face. I was going to say punch in the face, but kicking the nuts is just good. That's what the mailman always does. Oh, got me in the Russian (laughs) accent. Isn't that how they deliver the mail anyway? (laughs) Uh, But so that's what I hear as far as the ending goes. So I'm prepping myself for that, you know, to get to the end of this and read the books and all that. But um, yeah, Holden still stands as my favorite character Mm -hmm. so far. I like it. I've always liked those kind of Mickey Mouse characters where it's like, hey, I'm just trying to do the right thing. And then life, you know, kind of kicks them in the nuts and then they start going off on a tangent and it's like Michael Douglas falling down and, <laughs> you know, fun ensues. You know, I enjoy those kind of stories. And so, as, as uh, Christian would say, fucking Jim Holden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's one thing. I posted this to our group chat, but I think she would be the perfect Madam Web for Spider-Man. There was the scene in season three where she was in the medical bay at the Rosie and sitting down and she's just kind of talking like this and doing all this fucking things. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, that's Madam Web. It, it was like so perfect, you know, yeah. from that old Spider-Man even, comic. Even if, even if it's just her voice, that voice yeah. is so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, she even looks apart. Just give her oh, the no, white for hair. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And sit I, her on the man. throne with the webs behind her. And it would be amazing. So, but, Sony, again, if you're listening, do yeah. that. Please just do that. Because <laughs> I know they're doing even... Madam Web, but I think they're doing the yes. young version, right? Like the new, like the next gen Madam Web. Yeah. But like, yeah. And that's More one thing like Sony that. keeps doing is they keep jumping the gun on all these stories. Like they give us Venom before Venom's been attached to Spider Man. He hasn't had the symbiote yet. 
you know, they're giving us Madam Web before we see the original. They they keep trying to jump the gun. They give us Morbius before. It's Morbin time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, speaking of shows that were aired on one network, canceled and picked up by someone else, I've been kind of using the time machine. I've been watching Lucifer. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. So I haven't seen that. I just, I, you know, it was on Netflix and I was like, you know, I've, I've heard an, a lot about it. I may as well. So I've watched the first season. I've really enjoyed the first season. Which is a um, Fox production. It, yeah, it was Fox the time. they yeah. did. I know they did three seasons, dropped it. Then Netflix said, no, 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 picked it up yeah. for another three seasons. Much like The Expanse got to six seasons um, in total. So, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I Yeah, the, the cast is really good. The, the character of, of Lucifer Morningstar, you know, mm-hmm. is slightly out of touchness of yeah you know what what's socially appropriate and what's not um yeah it's actually it's actually a pretty good police uh procedural too it I mean, is they it, it is really well i mean the the lucifer part is the best part of it but the actual police procedural part of it is actually pretty good too i, I just like it when the when the the daughter comes up and runs and hugs. he's like oh get away he doesn't yes. know how to deal yeah. with children oh yeah. uh speaking of uh tom ellis apparently uh He's, He's in, in the, the running for Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Reed Richards. I can see it. I, I can see it too. I, I kind of want um John Krasinski because just you'll get Emily Blunt as as you know invisible girl. Um it's like a twofer, but you know, that's fine. I I watching one season, I'd be like, yeah, this guy could totally play Richard Reed Richards. So yeah, that's that's one of the things I've been wasting my time with. Um, for the last yeah, yeah, no, Lucifer, Lucifer is definitely worth the watch as well. I mean, it's not something you have to be loyal to and all that. And the supporting no. cast is actually really good too. It is, it is. It's um, nice storyline that 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 yeah. each episode has a story and then has and links then a... to other episodes, and then you mm-hmm. have a storyline that weaves all the way through all the episodes right to the end of the season. So yeah. to me, yeah. that's good storytelling. That's storytelling with forethought of what's coming ahead. Yeah, they definitely they definitely did their uh, research ahead of time. They well, it's not just research, but, but yeah, the, they had someone like the head writer, like, all right, we got to put mm. story th- thread threads into this yeah. and into here to here, and we'll resolve it there. So, yeah, they definitely had a good showrunner to do that sort of thing because yeah. again, it's a DC comic, which is what it is mm-hmm. originally, and it's a really great. It's a very I wouldn't say loyal adaptation to the comic book, but it definitely is. It, now, is who is the original? Is it a Neil Gaiman? Uh, I know it's Vertigo. So it's Vertigo. definitely Vertigo, right. and I know it. He yeah. showed up yeah, yeah, yeah. in a whole bunch of different right, right, right. Variants. Yeah. Like, like there was the because what's her name? Uh, oh shoot, Game of Thrones, yeah. big girl. Um, yeah, the played the Lucifer and. Yeah, Sandman. Sandman created by Neil Gaiman, Sam Keith, and Mike. Okay, so it was uh, a Neil Gaiman, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. that's one thing I don't quite understand. And I mean, Warner Brothers does this, they're constantly doing this now, where they just keep picking different actors to play the same character within different properties. It's <laughs> like this crazy Ellsworth's kind of weird alternate reality stuff constantly going on. But I kind of wish they would just. You know, stick to their guns and cast the character, and sort of get that whole Marvel crossover thing going. That MCU of getting the same character to play the same 
Well, this is one of the issues that the DC has that is making a their their movies kind of weak and some of their series kind of weak is that they've got this you know these these successful series running on TV, but then they don't want to pull those characters and put them into the films. They're like, no, 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 we wanted some some Hollywood actor instead, and then you get a parade of actors doing that role, and you know, and some of these people are not nice people in real life, and yeah, so. Because even with the Constantine thing, like you had that Constantine TV show, you had the Constantine movie. They wanted Keanu Reeves wants to come back as Constantine, so you mm-hmm. have two different actors you could pick. And I know rights get you know like it gets all legal and stuff, but like how cool it would be if one of those ended up in the Sandman yeah, series? Exactly. Like why not? So for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. So other stuff that came out this week. Uh, shall we start with Monday? The uh, I didn't watch Let's Monday. No. All right. Well, Monday <laughs> was the newest episode of NBC's Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Where I we didn't watch that. Went to the past. Went to the Wild West. Was we actually awesome? go to the Wild West. It was we the Wild West. We end up in eighteen something or eighteen fifty-seven or something like that. Yeah. Was it amazing? That's my first question. No. Oh. Okay. I mean, there were some interesting things because they were dealing with the fallout of, you know, he's well past his own timeline, his own lifeline, you know, well past his own birthday. And at the same time, in the present, they're dealing with uh, a congresswoman is, you know, coming in to kind of do a little bit of surprise inspection as, you know, where's Ben? Why is there a power surge? What are you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're investigating the power surge because the project is not supposed to be running right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So... I guess okay. I just I just feel we're spending too much time in the present day bullshit. Um, you know, at, at this point we're five episodes in. Let that sit to the back burner. It should not be the forefront of what's going on. Um, but this episode was just kind of a filler. It was a wishy washy filler. Um, it seemed it seemed very clinical. It seemed very. It's okay. It's it's. My biggest problem with the series is it is everything is shot on backlots. This is all backlot shot. Now, the reason it being is I did the research and it's a lot of COVID shooting. So they couldn't go to locations to shoot things like the original Quantum Leap did. They would go to different parts of the country and shoot at like different universities and different hospitals and all that. But all of this is being done on like all backlots and all that. And it's I mean, it's redressing the same backlot every single yeah, time it, for the different era. It kind of different shows. Sort of, yeah, it does, unfortunately, kind of shows. And this, especially in this Wild West show, which should have looked a lot dustier Grindier. and dirtier, it looks way too clean and it, pristine. It, and it, it honestly it, looks like 50s idealized Hollywood when they were shooting on the backlot. Like, it dude, just, yes, everything it was looks, too clean. It looks like Marty McFly in 1955 dressing in the cowboy outfit. That's what yeah. it felt yeah. like. I mean, it looked a little more like Back to the Future's Wild West, but it was way too clean and way too... Way too clean. Too- Nothing looked yeah. patched in any way. I no. mean, this town no. is on the brink of, of falling apart and yeah. nothing was falling apart. Now, the only no. interest to me, the only real big interesting thing was at the very end, just as he's about to leap out, um, this guy walks in and calls him by his name, not by the the person whose uh, persona he had taken on, but by Ben and said, you know, what are you doing here? What are you screwing around the timeline for? 
And the guy's like, wait, you're a, and then he leaps out. So we know there's other leapers in the timelines running around. So this is going to probably go to big conflict. This harkens way back to the original series when at one point when um, Sam came up against an evil leaper who was changing the timelines for their benefit and not for the benefit of others. And yeah, yeah. so yeah. we'll see how this goes. I mean, my prediction is that uh, that's Sam himself. I don't think it's Sam. You don't think it's Sam? I don't because think... when, okay, in the original series, the actual leapers didn't reveal themselves until they actually physically touched each other. So you didn't know who was the other leaper until they actually like physically touch each other. And then it was revealed that, oh, this is the other leaper. So, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what other, unless it's, what's her face? Al Calavici's daughter who's already leapt and just because of the timey-wimey sort of thing of the quantum leap that she in the future leaps into this timeline and all yeah, i don't think it's i don't think it's her i think she's trying to help ben against those people i think it's a yeah. separate group who yeah. are you know trying it's almost like going back in time and, and finding out what stocks are going to be really good back then purchasing them so now in the present you're filthy rich you mean like the jean-claude van damme time cop i'm i'm not looking at that um, because I don't, I don't need to see anyone doing the splits on the counters while naked to avoid electricity, you know, a taser on the floor. Okay, um, Biff. Yeah, Biff. Biff. Yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, what are you looking at, butthead? Yeah, that, that honestly should be like a, a verb. Oh, I'm biffing it, which means you're nobody going calls back me to chicken. Back. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So that came out on Monday. That was a kind of a low point for me wednesday we saw andor showing up on disney plus the newest i episode. didn't see that no you didn't, didn't need to no. um so this was so remember the first three episodes are guy who does you know something bad happens has to get out of town yep next three episodes the heist yeah and the yep. countdown to three days later heist. two days now, later one day later the, zero days this is the aftermath of the heist where he goes back to the is town. It one day later basically feels like goes back to his town because now he's going to rescue mom or the mom figure and he's going to get her out of town because now he's got he's 200,000 credits richer and he's going to you know improve her life and find out you know turns out the empire is not taking that theft very well they're not just like oh just some pocket change we'll be fine they're cracking down um and cracking down hard and yeah. you know i can understand um you know we need this episode to kind of explain some things and to see how the empire reacts. But this hundred percent like a YouTube video empire reacts. Yeah, it honestly was. It was just like it, th this episode was um, a whole lot of newspaper and the hamburger sort of thing. This was a lot of filler. Um, this is basically going to be setting up whatever the next thing is, but um, how many days later? It doesn't, I don't, I don't um, think if they say exactly. Now the only thing that was really big was, um, so Cassian decides to go on vacation um, and he gets, uh, you know, caught just watching this whole thing going by and he gets to kind of interact with a KX unit who starts choking him out, like holding him against the wall and he's choking. And then finally he finds out um, uh, like, you know, for just being there and sweating on a hot planet that they're like going to charge all these things. And he gets six years in prison for this. Now, since this only takes place five years before the events in Rogue One, obviously he does not spend the full six years in prison. I like think ACDC. That, 
Gonna make a jail break. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna he's, he's gonna leave prison early. Um, just a prediction on my part. So yeah, if they had said he was given a, a, a one and a half or two year sentence, I was like, oh, he's gonna be out of the out of the loop for two years. But no, he's getting out early. He's so totally he's totally gonna man. be yeah he's totally gonna be put in jail with Salgaral and his cronies once they break him out he's gonna go with them and all that and that's how we're gonna bring Forrest Whitaker into the story there's no yeah. doubt that that's gonna happen very soon because well in the friggin trailer we've seen Forrest Whitaker in it so he's yeah. gotta show up soon. we've only got five more episodes of this season anyway so yeah, yeah they're gonna have to show him up yeah at some point so yeah but again like I think like the previous episodes that have already aired you're gonna have to wait to see like these three episodes as one episode sort of thing for to not feel like and yes trevor i will admit it seemed it was very slow it was very low okay yeah let's go back to here and all that i mean it's kind of neat to see i mean it's nice to see that they didn't spend all that money building those sets and only to use them in those first three episodes it's nice to like if you're gonna spend the money you might as well use the sets yeah yeah now it feels like because there's 12 episodes in the season it's like they've chunked it into four separate movies like three episodes each I kind of wish they would just release three episodes at a time so you can see the whole narrative of that particular thing. That would be much easier um, because then you, you know, you watch the, the first episode of three for this and you're like, oh, mm, that doesn't. And then second, you're like, OK, this is trying to get us from one into three. And then you've watched three and like, all right, so that movie's over. What's next? Um, yeah. And like I said, when it originally started, like I watched those three episodes back to back to back while you watch them like a day in between and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And they do. Well, right into each other if you can hit that like skip to the next episode skip the over the intro and all that and make your hour and a half movie it's actually quite i'm gonna say when they say you know skip recap okay (laughs) skip intro okay and then they still do the goddamn andor logo after you skipped the fucking intro yeah skip the damn title sequence yeah exactly (laughs) and that title sequence gets longer and longer in each episode because if you notice the musical like accompaniment with it grows every single episode yeah well it's, i just i i on this last one i'm like okay skip the recap i know what happened skip intro and then they yeah. start and i just like i want to find the guy who figured out the out point for the skip intro and punch him in the throat and kick him in the nuts at the same time because yeah. you're not doing your fucking job so listeners you if you intro, know that guy you if right you know the that leave the name in the comments with the address so trevor can go yeah visit. so i can go make a visit and yeah. and we'll discuss Intro and outro points when you're saying skip recap, skip intro. Oh yeah, that's a Disney. That's a definitely a Disney Plus problem. That's yeah. completely. I, I gotta say, I'm I'm just starting to think this might not be one of the better shows. Not selling it to me, man. Not selling it to me. Uh-oh. I still haven't seen it. Try. Uh oh. Well, yeah. I, again, Kevin's I mean, turning to the dark side. I, it's He's like the, the happy guy of the group. He is the happy guy of the group. Yes. He's the guy with all the views on TikTok. <laughs> the Transformers. Um, <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. But I mean, again, I like, have like this, like, and and this is great. Why yes, the fuck no, are they using it. this? Oh. Yeah. Well, because that stuff takes place five years later. But still, it's just. Yeah, you know, it's it. Yeah, the storytelling is killing me. It's so 
because you could tell like, oh, what movie are they going to rip off now for the next three episodes? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's totally going to be a jailbreak. It's totally going to yeah, be. So it's um... it's going to be like like the show Prison Break or Shawshank Redemption or some stupid shit like that. They're going to be like, oh, let's do a Prison Break movie. Um, yeah, no, we heard the... Trevor's number one movie. Let's well, let's, uh, let's uh, all the the. The Great Escape. This is going to be the yeah, Great that's Escape. That's it. It's totally going to be the Great they're Escape. They're going to give him a ball. He's going to be yeah. in the cell. He's going to be bouncing. Bounce like a little, to yeah. He's going to be the Steve McQueen for yeah. a bit, and then he'll get on like a one of the the hover bikes and leap over the yeah. the, the the fence and want want want. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Trevor calls it. If there's a if there's a blind forger, yes, it's definitely going to be the Great Escape. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he's going to meet up with Saul Guerrero, they're either going to tunnel their way out. Or they're going to yeah. leap over the fence with a bike or, or some stupid shit like that. He's like Charles Bronson of The Great Escape. He's yeah. digging tunnels. He's digging tunnels. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, All right. What's next after that? What What else is on television that we, uh, we got Everything to? else I have is not television. So, well, it's sort yeah, of no, I'm streaming stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much past that as well. You guys got anything, uh, Gavin? Gavin, you must have done what something. What do you got? Well, I've been uh, I'm up to date uh, up to date on Lower Decks, which again, absolute love letter to Star Trek. So if you haven't seen it, you gotta start watching it. It is bar none one of the funniest odes to to Star Trek, yet entirely being Star Trek I've ever seen. Uh, the other thing I saw was uh, a brand new uh, anime series called. Uh, Chainsaw Man. I saw that. I, I didn't watch it, but I saw that the ad. I was like, ooh. I haven't basically, seen it. What's that? Basically, the manga's been out for, for quite a while. Um, basically, it it, uh, it, it features uh, the main character, um, this poor kid who basically, uh, his father had a, a massive debt to gangsters, and he, he dies leaving behind the debt so the gangsters basically it, it essentially enslave him to uh to pay off his father's debt so the kid the, the kid is living in poverty uh along the way he befriends this little tiny dog demon that has uh, a chainsaw sticking out of its head and amazingly it's one of the cutest uh, dogs i think i've ever seen in, in anime history except for the fact he's got a big chainsaw sticking out of his head uh he uh he, he's tasked with with slaying demons in this world uh, because for the for the for the gangsters, it's there's no risk for them, and when you know if he can't pull through, they did they basically deduct all of the you know all of his expenses and maybe put a little pittance towards his debt. So for him, it's a lose lose situation. Uh, he ends up tackling more than he can uh, he, he can he can uh, t- take on, and ends up getting killed uh, by a by a bunch of demons and his uh, his little dog demon with the chainsaw. Uh, ends up uh, melding with him, and so when so he wake he wakes up and discovers he's got a, a rip cord sticking out of his chest, and just by uh, just instinct he pulls the rip cord, and <laughs> chainsaws come out of his hands. Chainsaw comes out of his head, and then slicing and dicing ensues. Uh, it is a very visceral show. Um, when the chainsaw goes, I mean, it's a chainsaw in bodies. You can imagine the kind of gore that we're talking about here. A little bit of blood splatter? Just a, just a tiny bit. All right. Okay. I expect that. So, uh, so not for kids. Don't, 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 uh, don't watch it with the kids in the room, Mike. Seriously. <laughs> uh, it's no uh, Naratu, but you know, 
it, it's worth watching, but not with that kind of gore. Uh, so I'm two episodes in, and uh, he's he's recruited by this uh, uh, by this lady who's running this this demon hunting uh, organization, and uh, basically it just he's he's getting paid he's getting fed he's able to bathe like this is a lifestyle for the rich and famous for him <laughs> but he, he still has not, the chainsaws though right he see he he, he basically just pulls the ripcord in his uh, in his chest the uh the, the chainsaw man character himself when he's uh, he's in his uh demon form is uh, it's all cg which is, and looks fantastic because I I can't imagine trying to keep track of the chainsaws like if it was all drawn by hand at that point. <laughs> like there's they're 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 just visceral like giant jagged teeth spinning. I, I think only CG could have done that justice. But worth a watch, especially if you're looking for something a little different than the uh, the typical uh, uh, anime fair. Yeah, I, I said I saw the thing. I was like, ooh. But I just, I mean, I'm going to have to wait till after Halloween to, to catch up on stuff. But I, that's definitely on my list of, of uh, ones I want to see. Because it it's just intriguing enough that you're like, ooh, I have to see. I just I just have to. I just, it, It's just enough that I want to see more. So yeah. What Even your recommendation, next? I'll be watching it. I was uh, just so looking it, at the trailer as you were doing your commentary. And the animation looks phenomenal. It does look really it's cool. Yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. And what's the deal with the shark teeth? They look like, you know, characters from the Naruto Hidden Mist. Like all the characters seem to have shark teeth. What's my 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 guess here is that they're um they're it's some a holdover from their being affected by demons. Uh like anything that's uh, that merges with a demon is is considered a I think they refer to it as a fiend. So they tend to t- have characteristics like sharp teeth or horns or something. So it's uh just, it's a really nice visual, uh, like just to, sh- to, to differentiate the characters uh, from others. The uh, sharp teeth kind of thing kind of took took me a little bit out of it at first, but that was the character that made sense. Yeah, well, and it's, the it's a good all way to miss have that. It, it's a good way to visually say, am I dealing with a human or a non-human? Yeah, and yes. just looking at the trailer, looking at the violence and stuff that happens in some of the shots, like, geez, this is the trailer. Yeah, it definitely. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> not quite uh, Legend of the Overfiend, but you know, still pretty hard. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know story, yeah, a few yeah. pages of the of the manga, and uh, you know when they uh, when uh, they they're depicting blood, sometimes it's like they'll just do like a black splatter on the page, yeah, like just 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 an ink stain going across somewhere. Like I opened one page, and it's it's almost entirely black. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my! I think they did okay. this page in the inkwell. <laughs> I guess that happened. Okay, next page. So apparently, this first uh, season or whatever, there's a total of twelve episodes. And uh, for anyone out there that's interested, it's uh, currently airing weekly on Crunchyroll. So, uh, yeah, so there's twelve episodes in this first uh, first outing, I guess, depending on the uh, outlook. Now, is it dubbed or is it? Uh, is it subtitled? The one that I saw was uh, was subbed. I'm not sure what the uh, okay. Crunchyroll version is. Uh, right. I have seen a few Crunchyroll stuff that uh, sometimes it sometimes are dubbed, sometimes are subbed. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's what I was curious yeah. about. Yeah, okay. So for people in the U.S., if you're listening, it's on Hulu, uh, both the sub and the original dubbed or undubbed version. So subbed and dubbed on Hulu. I believe they only have two episodes so far. 
I believe those are the only, yeah, the only the two episodes that only started airing a week ago on the 12th, I believe is the first episode. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can get I agree that Chainsaw Doug. Doug looks pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cute dog with a little, little chainsaw coming out of its head. <laughs> well, from the manga, the actual dog's kind of cute too. So it's, 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 it's just a tiny little chainsaw coming out of its <laughs> just, head. Just a little one. It's like a, yeah. what, it's such what, a cute what chainsaw. It to, to, to lop little limbs off small trees. And it's also another thing that's kind of cool because like I've seen for the past little while cosplayers doing Chainsaw Man and I didn't know what it was until like I did some research like I saw a couple of people showing up and I'm like what is this and they're like oh it's a manga and then it's like oh it's becoming an anime and I'm like all right then whatever but yeah no this looks spectacular I'm probably as well I'm going to look into uh, viewing it as well so who knows next week's Halloween episode we might have a whole entire review of Chainsaw Man, the first three episodes. We'll all be so. holding chainsaws. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah I got a little lexicon I just picked up, so I can just like nice, <laughs> run at the camera. I got a dog. <laughs> I got a dog too, but I'm not going to tie the chainsaw to her head. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. So other stuff. Um, so my wife and I have been watching a series on uh, Hulu, at least down here in the States, uh, Res- Reservation Dogs. Mm. And this is a show by Ta- uh, Taika Waititi. Um, it follows the lives of four indigenous teenagers in rural Oklahoma who are living on a reservation, uh, who spend their their days, you know, committing crimes and fighting fighting crimes, um, and they're dealing with the death of their friend Daniel. It used to be five of them, but now it's only down to four. And this is like one year later after he has passed away. Um, and that's basically most of what season one is. Season two, they're still experiencing some grief over the loss of their friend. Um, but now their foursome has kind of been torn apart because of some of the actions of some of the members. Excuse me. And now they're, you know, just trying to figure out as they're growing up because they're finishing high school and and those sorts of responsibilities are rolling in. What's really good is all of the actors are indigenous people. Um, and they they deal with heavy issues and they don't shy away from them um but there's also some levity to it um it's just to me it's a really fun fun show to watch so is it better than love and thunder i have to ask this question better than love and thunder yes this is so well written um but it's also extremely well acted like you you feel the pain these people are going through like losing their friend and it wasn't a case of like you know you know, drunk driver. It was, you know, the, the boy Daniel hung himself. Um, and you know, it's just, it's, it's tough. And I mean, they even have a thing, you know, if you or anyone, you know, is, you know, dealing with depression or other things, here's like suicide hotline. Like they are taking this very seriously. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just a great, great show. So yeah, I give it like two thumbs up. It's a fun thing to watch. That's I mean, a little stuff. You can't give back. anything. I can uh, give more thumbs. I can just chop people's hands off, arrange their hand in the thumb. Here's a third yeah, I kind of figured you'd go that way. Yeah, you got the chance. I know. Okay. I do. Yeah. And I got an axe and a pickaxe. I Go, I Gavin. Go. Go. Get in there. I, I watched it a while back. Not all of it, but uh, we, we kind of got sidetracked with other stuff to watch. But uh, I'm a big fan of the police officer. Mm-hmm. His... Uh, his uh, Detective skills were were were, were quite something. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Um, 
Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, neither do I. So you have to watch. You're just gonna yeah, have to watch. Yeah. Now, what does it air on again? Sorry. Um, down here it's on uh, Hulu and FX. Disney Plus here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it is on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right, right, because it would have been on FX mm-hmm. here. I think it was originally FX, and then yes. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Moving right along. Yes. Um. So, uh, a friend of mine, um got a chance to get an early edition of the video game Gotham Knights. And I was able to play for about an hour. He has already finished the game. Like he has played right through the game and finished it. Um, and I can already tell you his impression is he wishes he had the time back. Um, so I liked the uh Arkham Asylum and Arkham Batman games that came out because it was pretty revolutionary, like the the flowing combat style and stuff like that. Unfortunately, WB Games Montreal, um, to say they fumbled the ball would be kind. Um, it's the idea is it's a you know open world of Gotham City. You have four characters to choose from. At Batman has just died at the hands of Rachel Ghoul. Well, Batman self-sacrificed fighting Rachel Ghoul. He sealed themselves in the Batcave and then blew it up. And so you have uh, Tim Drake, Batman, um, uh, Nightwing, uh, Jason Todd is the Red Hood, and Barbara Gordon is Batgirl. And you're operating out of a side base that Batman had, the Belfry, um to try to you know it was kind of like a, a base he had used for a while and kind of shut down so it's full of older equipment and you have to upgrade and whatnot and you got alfred there kind of helping out but bruce wayne's dead um wayne enterprises is kind of reeling trying to figure out their their role in the world and so as one of these four characters you get to you know canvas gotham city and solve crimes and figure out what's going on and it's like the court of owls and the league of shadows and yada 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 um now you can upgrade your equipment you can upgrade your uniforms you can upgrade your fighting styles and all this other stuff the the problem with the game is it's all been done before there's really nothing new and innovative about the game um nothing at all and if anything this gets so goddamn repetitive like grand theft auto you know could be repetitive but I'm talking like the first Grand Theft Auto, like you know, GTA 3. That could get repetitive. But we're many years later. There's, they could have made this a much more fluid style so you're not doing the exact same mission again and again and again. Escort this guy. Retrieve this. Retrieve that. Fight this gang. Fight that gang. Get here. Get that. It's just, yeah, it's it's extremely repetitive. Um and it doesn't it, it's lacking like as i said the 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 gotham or the 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 batman arkham games you had that free flow combat style where you could you're fighting this guy and immediately the next move bolts you across the room to hit this guy and that, so it's a very f- like free flowing style when you're fighting groups this does it it doesn't quite have the same feel as this it just it's lacking it it really is like there's a very big disjoint when you disengage from opponent one to engage opponent two and then sometimes you're locked in a combo and you you just take the hit from from opponent two because you can't break the combo to get out of the way 
which well, that was the entire point of uh, of the the system that uh, Arkham Asylum and, and and Arkham City used. Exactly that it was so fluid that you could you could uh, you're you're in the middle of a spin kick and you could like hop over the guy's foot and then like deck him. And, like, yeah, so they this one kind of lacks that. Now, what what for me what kills this is again story. So Batman's fighting Rachel Ghoul. You know, Batman blows up the Batcave, sacrificing himself. They find his body. They have the big funeral. Um, Talia shows up and actually cremates Rajal Ghoul, so the, he ain't coming back. Oh, and really? Whole, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing is so the League of Owls is uh, the, the Court of Owls. Um, they're using what they find eventually is a Lazarus pit, and they're using some of that to create like these zombie super soldiers. The League of Shadows wants to kind of cleanse gotham and the, the court of owls they always want to cleanse gotham they always do yeah so they're there to cleanse gotham and you're tasked with defeating the court of owls before the league of shadows moves in and because they're going to kill everybody they don't care that's how they cleanse they everyone's guilty um cleanse gotham. that sounds like a great idea yeah so eventually you know after you go through a couple of villains uh like penguin and and harley and whatnot um, you get to the end, and Talia has stolen Bruce Wayne's body and chucked his ass into the Lazarus pit under Gotham. Of course, she did. Brings him back, brainwashes, <laughs> make him the new League of Shadows head. Um, he's able to get enough of his memory back. And what do you think Batman would do? Hmm, he'd say, I'm Batman. No, but do you think he would say, oh, Okay, I'll run this team, but maybe I should take a sabbatical? And get my head back on straight. You four protect Gotham until I can come back. That would be the obvious thing. No, I'm going to jump on the Batwing and sacrifice myself again. That way, there's no way for... for it's just like, what? Why Why is he killing himself again? So it didn't he, work the first time, Bruce. So he started the game killing himself. Killing himself. And, and he, he ends, the, ends game the game killing himself Killing again. himself. And it kind of sounds like he just doesn't want to be in the game. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's too, too. So the when the court arrives at the Lazarus pit, Bruce is like, "Hmm, what could I do? We could use explosives. We could, I'll drive the Batwing into the Lazarus pit and detonate it. That's that sounds like the yeah. these things have fucking remote control, Bruce. You put them in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just so, really don't want to be in this game, guys. Yeah. So it just. <laughs> It was just, I mean, so my friend showed me the ending because at that point he'd already beaten the game. So I tried it for a little bit, like about using his save game from about midway through the game, trying out the combat. So it was, as I said, felt very disjointed. Um, and like, and like each character has their own special moves. Like, like Tim Drake can access the the watchtower, so he can teleport himself around the battlefield. You just use a button press, and he like teleports himself up and teleports himself down to another spot. Oh, the 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 Justice League yeah, Watchtower, yeah. right? I'm like, wait, what? How is it? Um, oh, that. But, so you're that far into the lore of Batman that he's part of the Justice League? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, well, why the fuck didn't Superman show up? Ooh. Anyway, um. So, anyways, yeah. This this game. Um. So afterwards, when I came home, I looked it up. Uh, you know, to see like the game rankings and stuff. And this game has not been faring well. Uh, the reception of this game has not been glowing. Um. A lot of the, the scores are anywhere between like seven, like four and seven out of ten. It just that's very, not a good sign. It's just very repetitive. 
I look, some people, have, I mean, I tried the co-op. The co-op's okay, but you share a screen space, so you can't separate too far before the game's like, you know, it's trying to keep both people on the screen at the same time, and it's just like, oh my god. Oh, that Didn't is Didn't every worst. single Lego game ever figure that part out? They did, yeah. The so, one did, okay. yeah, where it went split screen, and they could split yeah, but in it's, different it's directions. Just, but then that was amazing. Just, but the thing is, is you need a screen big enough. Like you need like an eighty-inch TV, because <laughs> yeah, it's just like if you do it on a like a small like forty-inch TV, you're you're dealing with a truncated. It's just this. It was, it was horrible. It really was. It was fucking horrible. Um, you have limited camera control, if any, in most cases. So a lot of the times you're like, oh, who the hell's hitting me? Because the guy's behind me now. I got to spin around so the camera can spin around and I can, yeah. There, it's just. This is a game, definitely a hard pass, hard fucking pass. What's what's uh, really that's too... really not helping right now is uh, for the uh, PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X, and the, even the Xbox Series S. Uh, they they're saying that it's capped at thirty frames per second. Yeah, that's when, the other thing. Uh, every like almost every new release now is a minimum sixty frames per second on uh, on this... next gen consoles. What, what what problem is this game feels like it came out maybe a year to 18 months too soon. It just, it, there's sections that feel unfinished and it looks like they just rushed it to try to get it out. And that's, I think that's part of, probably part of the reason why they capped it at 30 is because there was probably a technical issue they hadn't overcome yet and figured, fuck it, it's going out the door. Could uh, have been the fact that they had to like, we need to release it at this date and they were just behind and decided, okay, this is what we're going to do. Could be thirty frames is, is a minimum video. Yeah, it's oh, and it showed gosh. like on on his TV. You could tell at times when you're like you were like, wow, that it, it's not choppy, but it ain't smooth. Um, wow. Actually, uh, a fun uh, comparison I saw a little uh, a couple of days ago was uh, the uh, there's a YouTube uh, series called Digital Foundry. And they, they do comparisons, like performance comparisons of various games. So they'll show it on the Series X, they'll show it on the P- PS5, they'll show it on a, on PC, they'll they'll show you the frames per second, uh, and like just how how much it varies per per console or what have you. And they were doing a, a comparison of PS5, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S. And Xbox Series S, which is considered the the less powerful hardware, was maintaining a solid uh, 29.9 frames per second. PlayStation Five and PlayStation and Xbox Series X were averaging anywhere from twenty-five to twenty-seven frames per second for the most part. Yeah, the lesser-powered console lesser. is doing better. Now, I so think this part is, part of the problem yeah. why locking it at thirty the way they did is there's no motion blur. If they had added motion blur to like you know when you're kicking or punching you would have been able to overlook it, but every frame is crisp. And at 30 frames per second, it, it, yeah, it's like watching like, like, you know, live sports when you have your, you, the, uh, the, the motion blur taken off your TV, it looks like cheap video. <clears throat> and, you know, for, you know, this kind of game. Yeah. 30 frames per second just doesn't cut. It doesn't cut it. It, it if anything, it, it gets kind of choppy because it's like the character's leg goes from floor and it's at the guy's head the very like like one thirtieth of a second later and you're like there's no you don't see any arc of where his leg was getting there just like it's almost like it matches pop pop and you're like 
what the fuck? So yeah, they 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 dropped the ball on this one. They really that kind of sucks because a lot of the character design actually looked kind of neat. Um, they pulled the a lot from the comics. Looked fantastic. They, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they exactly, pulled a lot yeah. from the comics. Yeah, the, the backgrounds it's expansive. They made Gotham. Now they use some of the the in-game loading tricks. They're like, "Ooh, this area is narrow. I will slowly sidestep to this area, and then you know that's where the game's kind of like loading up the next area and dumping <laughs> the last area." They haven't gotten around those, and it's it's nowadays it's very obvious when they're doing that sort of shit right and the the vehicles are kind of cool like the bat cycle when you're not using Mm -hmm. it you know hides itself it basically goes invisible so it's there but people aren't going to say hey look bat cycles there where the fuck's the bat person so (laughs) yeah well that does kind of suck because i get like i said it it looks like a fantastic looking movie the still frames look great in motion not so great not so much uh well, that's most unfortunate. But then again, my favorite Batman game is Arkham Asylum. I mean, <laughs> you can't really get any better than that for a Batman. I mean, mine's for a single Batman player. Lego villains. That's that's still my favorite. No, you know what? You know what? I always keep forgetting about the Lego games. The Lego games are always superior on their own level because of just their creativity and ingenuity of being able to not only pull off a serious sort of feel of the um the ip that they're using but to also give it that feel of a lego story too. yeah so yeah yeah, yeah my boys it, like love said, those ones they're, yeah. like, they're some of the yeah. favorite ones it's the little things like uh i i ended up getting uh lego dimensions for amanda uh a couple of years well i guess it's now a few years ago and uh you know of course you had batman uh you had uh, and uh, uh, wild star or whatever her name, her name was at, at basically all as your initial characters and then you go and buy the the, the extra packs mm-hmm. uh one of the one of the coolest little things is amanda buys the buys uh the wonder woman pack so she takes the character puts it on the on the on the dimensions platform and hey look it's wonder woman in the game okay now what's gonna happen oh she's jumping up and she's flying and then all of a sudden it starts going into the Wonder Woman theme song for, for, from uh, the Linda Carter days. I'm like, nice. holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah. Just I mean, the, the little things that make it so enjoyable. Lego DC Supervillains, to me, is by far one of the best games. I mean, the voice cast alone, they got everybody. And the game is just so much fun to play. There's a, a very strong story through it, but it's just hilarious for the because you're. I mean, you have to play the game multiple times as multiple characters just because the interactions between characters. Um, to me, that's it was just such a perfect game. So, yeah. But unfortunately, Gotham Knights not so much. Not so good. I mean, it had it had prems now. Without a lie, back in two thousand two, um. I actually wrote a treatment for a four-player Batman game. Basically, Gotham Knights, you just swap out Red Hood for Batman himself and solving crimes throughout the city. But it had a, a fluid story system that every time you played it, you had a different set of villains you, you were facing. So your end boss could be Killer Croc, could be Clayface, could be you know the Joker... And the the series of sub bosses you would get through to get to that final boss, it changed each time. Like I had the full rogues gallery, and it would just randomly pick 
the characters to be sub bosses and the main boss, and then you would go from there. So every time you played, it was a different game. But at the time, the the studio I was working for, um, DC was very hesitant to give them the license for Batman, and then they ended up just saying, you know what, it we we don't have time to play the licensing game. Screw it, we'll just go do something else. So, yeah. And it was actually going to use a version of the Rockstar engine. Um, so, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, they had okay. uh, entered negotiations to uh, license the Rockstar engine. So, yeah. But, oh, well, shit happens. Hmm. And that leads us to the end of the week. So on Friday, uh, after, uh, you know, Taekwondo class and stuff like that, I went to go see Black Adam. Was it the best movie ever? Oh, <laughs> that look. pause just speaks in volumes. <laughs> oh look, there's 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 a spider hanging from my ceiling. What was your question, Mike? Was it the best movie ever? Oh look, there's that spider again. He's crawling along. Oh, what was your question, Mike? What would you say something? I think you want to see Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, maybe. Um, I've seen it a couple times. This so Black Adam is one of my favorite anti-heroes from DC. Um, As have been noted several times previously in episodes, yeah. yes. He, okay, question. Was he a charlatan character before DC? Where did he jump in? Um, or, okay. no, what was it? Wiz Comics or whatever? What was uh, the original Captain Marvel? Oh. Uh, was it Wiz Comics? Shoot, I should know this. Yes, exactly. Okay, keep monologuing. Totally um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, Fawcett, Fawcett Comics. Fawcett. There um, you go. It took me a while to finally just get the head going. Yeah, he started in Fawcett Comics. Um, Fa- okay, Fawcett as in like tap? No, no, like Farrah Fawcett. Oh, Fawcett. Okay. Yes, yes. Not yes. Fawcett, but Fawcett. I Fawcett, see. Fawcett, so yeah. I had the wrong Faucet. Yes. Um, he actually <laughs> showed up. In Troy, the you're first... using the wrong Fawcett. In the very first episode of uh, Captain Marvel, um, Marvel Family number issue number one has Black Adam, or Tet Adam at the time, um, which is a long time ago. Um, but the thing is, is, they have slowly evolved this character. Like one of the big things was, so um, he was the Egyptian predecessor of Captain Marvel or Shazam, however you want to put it. Um, but at one point, the wizards threw him across the universe because he was too powerful to contain. So they figured if they threw him across the universe, he was out of sight, out of mind. That was 5,000 5, years ago they threw him across the universe. Since then, he has simply been flying back towards Earth the whole goddamn time. Now, he has, in during this flight... From across the universe for five thousand years, he would Traffic run across. Traffic was horrendous. Civ- yeah, he would just run across <laughs> civilizations. Like the DVD, point, damn it! Yeah, some of the civilizations <laughs> were like you know he was like a comet that went across their their you know their their solar system, um, and they would have like a religion. Other times, like an armada of ships would show up, and he would just blow right through them and like kill entire civilizations because he was just getting back to Earth. So when he finally arrives, it's the modern day. He's been flying in space for 5,000 years and not at a slow speed. So it gives you an idea of the power level of this guy. Um, also, ruthless. Absolutely fucking ruthless. Um, 
so Dave since revised his origin a couple of times along the way. Um, as they do. As they constantly fucking do. Multiverse um, man. Yes, yes. But he's still one of the most powerful villains in the DC universe. Um, can go toe-to-toe with Superman and win. Um, because his his power is magic based and magic is one of the weaknesses of Superman, it's like, you know, trying to put out a fire with a whole bunch of oil in your hands. It's probably not gonna work as well. So when they announced this movie, I was like, ooh, and the fact that you know Dwayne Johnson has, you know, has really wanted to be this character for quite a while, like 15 plus years he's been lobbying for this character. And so I sat down in the seat on Friday thinking, all right. For someone who who has that much love for the character, this is going to be a pretty good story. Thank you for your service, Trevor. Yeah, I was disappointed. Holy shit, disappointment. Just, there were some really awesome visuals. And there were some not so awesome visuals. Um, But yeah, the story was just like, hey, we've got a three-hour story. Um, Let's just rip pages out of the script to cut it down to like two hours. We're good. That's what it felt like. It just what does this what does this final clock in at? Just over two hours. Just um, over two hours. Just oh. a, like like yeah, just over two hours. The it just feels like half the time you're like, why am I missing something here? Like, what was is this one of the sections where they ripped out some pages? Um, yeah, some of the characters we have. Hawkman is is one of the main characters who is a giant dick. He really is. He's like really. Could I mean they may as well have just a giant CG penis? Um, we've got um, what's that boy's character? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we've got uh, um, Pierce Brosnan is Doctor Fate, which was pretty good. Um, okay, but we also good. have I thankfully Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate was pretty good. Yeah, so I was hoping he'd pull that off. Yeah, yeah and yeah, then there yeah. was like Cyclone and Adam Smasher, but there were questions you have right off the bat. Like when, when Amanda Waller orders that, you know, the justice society of America go apprehend him, and, and you're thinking, why? Um, this would be like the Canadian government ordering that, you know, some guy in Australia, go get him. He has no fucking bearing on, on, on what you do. And you have no jurisdiction in where going there. So Why? Well, it's because he's a, he's a, he's got he's too powerful. That's because not reasons. He, exactly. It's like, bitch, this is none of your concern. So when they get their asses handed to them by him and she gets all pissy and you're thinking again, you have your your narrow scope of what you have to if he's on U.S. soil. Yes, absolutely. He's your problem. He's a different fucking country. Absolutely, halfway around the world, not your concern. Who put you in charge of all superheroes, like all super entities? And then, is it the same uh, Amanda Waller from? Yeah, it's it's Viola yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Davis, who again, she plays the role really well. But again, the whole time, in terms of writing, you're like, it's not like he's operating on U.S. soil. Why does she have the oversight to demand that? A, a super entity who has shown up who suddenly she has all this information about by the way which makes no sense like where did she get his oh he's been imprisoned for 5,000 years how the hell did you know did, 
did they someone hand you an advanced copy of the script so you can yeah. read up on it? Like, she was reading Egyptian hieroglyphs. I it just it it she read Bruce Wayne's files on him. Must have. <laughs> so it just like what the um now at the end of the movie, you know, I'm sitting there because I know there's the mid-credit scene. Because they've been that's all they've been talking about for the last week or so. <laughs> and I see people get up and walk out, and I'm thinking, where have, have you been? learned nothing? Where, where have you been since 2006? When all superhero movies have a mid-credits, why the hell is your ass leaving the seat? At the before very the credits? Least a single. Yeah. Like yeah. and sure enough, a mid-credit scene, which was kind of cool. Um, but again, reinforce the whole you know, Waller's really fucking overstepping here. Like, it doesn't make sense how or why she's having getting the oversight to do this. Because she sends a drone and says, well, you didn't like it in my prison, so consider conduct your whole prison. I'm thinking, where do you, where, where's this perceived authority stemming from that you can order people that, oh, no, you since I can't, you don't want to be imprisoned in my prison, I'm going to make this whole area your prison. You can't leave. And he even says, you know, who the hell are you going to get to stop me? There's no one on this planet who can stop me. And of course, I'm going to spoil it right now. She's like, well, I know people who aren't from this planet. And he's like, send them all. Which was nice because, yeah, Black Adam is supposed to have a whole lot of um, confidence in himself. And sure enough, he blows up the drone that had the hologram. And through the smoke, you see someone drift down. And Henry Cavill, as Superman, steps up and says, we need to have a talk. Ends there. That's fine. Was he wearing his underwear on the outside? That's my big question. He was wearing the suit he wore in Man of Steel. Damn it! If he was wearing his red speedos, I would have been so happy. Um, but everything's it was... ruined forever. Yes, it's all ruined forever. Well, he's just learned to put his underwear on the inside and then put his pants on. That's all it is. No, it's a strong man suit. Anybody <laughs> who doesn't understand that is doing it wrong. Um, but honestly. That was the best part of the movie. That's how... Even though he wore his underwear wrong. Even though he so... wore his underwear wrong. Um, it just... This was exactly... this. It's like they... they DC pulled a commando raid at Marvel and, and grabbed a superhero script and ran back and just threw it into the, the word and just did like a, a search of change hero's name to Black Adam, change villain's name to... What's his name? Sabat, Sabat, whatever... And then just went from there because, guys, what's the problem with most Marvel intro movies? Come on. Dupe villain. Exact. Exactly. Villain has the exact same fucking power set as the hero. And you're just like, I mean, the second they, the second this guy shows up, you're just like, oh, right. Yes. Okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to have mirror the same power set, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, slight yeah. variation, but it's exactly the same fucking power set. And you're just like, right. oh, Christ. Um, yeah, so I was just like, really, does no one have an original fucking idea for the first villain that the, the hero of the story can face that doesn't have the exact same power set, especially when it makes it so much more interesting? It does, it you does. Know, if it's Iron Man going against something that's not mech armor, yeah, you know, if he has to go up against Fin Fang Foom, it's like, whoa, exactly, like, something that's got to go out against a weird dragon or no Mandarin. Magic rings? Yeah, what's tech armor going to do against magic rings? I exactly. want to see that. I still haven't. Yeah, we still haven't. We, we probably never will. Um, In my mind, I've seen it many times. Now, 
one of the side things that was kind of interesting. So they had the Shazam trailer, um, Fury of the Gods. Fury Shazam of the Gods. Yeah. So they played the, the the long trailer for that. That was kind of fun. In the movie, at one point, when the the seven wizards decide to, uh, because they can't strip uh, Black Adam or Tet Adam of his power, he has to willingly give it up. So he has to say Shazam and go back to mortal and then they can do whatever. But he's refusing to give up the power. So they're trying to imprison him so that to, you know, keep him contained. This is why in the Shazam movie, there's only the one wizard left. Because Tet Adam killed the others, the other wizards as they were trying to contain him. That's why there's only the one wizard in Shazam because all the other ones are dead. That's why all those seats are empty. Because he killed the people who were sitting in them. It wasn't old age. It was Black Adam that killed. Oh, him. you mean at the beginning of the Shazam movie itself? Yeah, the beginning right? of the Shazam okay. movie when you, yeah, you when he's the old wizard there because he he was actually in the film. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can never remember his name. Did he was the guy from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, right? Juman Hansu, who was the wizard in the, right. in the yeah, Shazam yes, movie. Yes, yes, yes. He's yes, in yes. this movie, a little bit younger version, but he has all his wizard friends, and they're trying to contain Black Adam by you know imprisoning him in the stone sort of thing and he lashes out and kills all but the one which is why in shazam it's just the one wizard because there's one left okay because Sorry, it's black adam talking... that killed him so i thought you were talking about this happens in the trailer for the shazam no no no, the no gods no, but no i'm no. like wait that doesn't make <laughs> whoa, sense. whoa what a trailer yeah, yeah so so yeah it's they to me because i've, I've been such a, a fan of the black adam character they kind of fucked around with too many things. Um, and Dwayne Johnson, I mean, initially it starts out like the man out of water. You know, he's a man thrust 5,000 years into the future for him. So he's kind of unsure how things work. But also he's a force of nature. Like buildings and cars and bullets really mean nothing to him. Um, I mean, at one point people are shooting at him and he's like, poor him, like, 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 you know, weak wizards because he to him it's wizardry with them firing guns because he's catching the bullets and looking at them like what the hell is this um but it just it, it carries on too long too far and uh yeah this is this this is not if this is supposed to be the start of dc's new universe they're their big step forward because they canceled batgirl this is a misstep <laughs> like it's kind of like a stutter step so yeah which was fu funny, though, is there was absolutely no mention of the upcoming Flash movie. None. Like, you'd think they'd throw a trailer. Nothing. Not a not a peep. So. Now, yeah. how did how did Meredith enjoy it? Did uh, she, you... No, I, I went with some some uh, guy. Oh, friends. sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. How yeah. did how did the your companions? Um... <laughs> Were they as big of? Like no, the they, they're Adam they're not as big a Black Adam fans, okay. so they had some questions. And about it was Meredith glad she didn't see it, probably. Yeah, <laughs> she falls asleep during superhero movies. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, they, they had some questions about some of the characters and stuff like that. I mean, uh, visually, there were some. As I said, there were some really nice set pieces. Okay. Um, but there was also a lot of lulls in terms of like just mm. yeah, a nice high peak and then plop. And well, just like low. LOL, lol, no. like lol, no, like LOL, oh, like lol, yeah, not that lol, the other lol, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> getting your lols mixed up, Mike, yeah, lol, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, I'm you know, at one point he, he gives up for no apparent reason, and and Hawkman's just he's just a con. I mean, as it Hawkman acts like Amanda Waller's hired gun for the whole thing, just 
well, I'm going to fight him. I'm going to fight. It's like we've already established you can't fight him. You you cannot beat Black Adam. He a he's too fast. B he's too strong. C nothing you have can hurt him. That sounds like I, my wife's bird. Yeah, it's like why do you insist <laughs> on Rawr, this? Fight? I'm a raptor. It's like, dude, settle down. Like what he? <laughs> yeah, it was just like you know the first time they had their first tussle and and. Everyone else is like, wow, he's he's really powerful. And Hawkman gets his ass handed to him. And you're thinking, wow, okay, you learned your lesson. Well, I'm going to fight him again. What? Yeah, so that's why like some of these characterizations of some of these characters, you're just like, this makes no fucking sense. So I take it this being a humorless uh, Dwayne Johnson performance? Or do they... um more like unintentional humor more of like you know man out of okay. out of time humor gotcha. sort okay of yeah yeah so but not your snarky sort of like no no well at the one camera point sort of dwayne johnson does he ever point, raise the eyebrow no he doesn't raise that but at one point what um uh wow dr fate says something to him it's like and that sarcasm and then later you know black adam's like torturing these two guys and throws them away let's just drops them and hawkman has to save them both and you know, swoops in. You know, Hawkman swoops in after saving both and drops them. And he's like, "You could have killed them. You know, we, we need the information." I, like, I got the information, and they look alive to me. And then Custodoc faints, and he turns like that sarcasm because he's like trying to teach him sarcasm. <laughs> That's the unintentional stuff. So yeah, you're talking like a Terminator Two sort of learning way. Yeah, of, yeah. Of he's got this little oh, kid shit. that he's he's is like you your, your costume's all black and we shouldn't call you Ted Adam. He's like you need a catchphrase like the man in black sent you. And so he's trying to use it at one point, but he's killing these guys faster than he can say the man. Tell them the man in black sent you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, what do you I think a, about that, Gavin? I have a well. It's kind of cemented my uh, my thought that well, I'm not going to pay to see this one. Wait, wait for it. Wait, wait for it to come out on on HBO or something. Or or Blockbuster Video. I'll, I'll wait for that. Wait for Blockbuster. <laughs> um, two two so, for one night. Two for one night. With uh, <laughs> with, with Henry Cavill back as Superman. Uh, what do you think? There's a possibility of that uh, that that scene uh, in the comics where. Shazam! After uh, basically making a bunch of mistakes and people getting killed, Superman finds him crying on a mountaintop. A grown man, Shazam, crying, and Superman's going, "What? What is wrong with you?" And he transforms back into Billy, and then Superman goes, "You're a kid." And then he flies in and talks to the wizard and goes, "We need to talk." Yeah, I, that would be amazing. Honestly, I, mean, I would love to see that. Um, I mean, with with them announcing Man of Steel two, I mean, with black, I mean, if you have Black Adam and Zachary Levi as Shazam, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the animated Black Adam versus Superman and Shazam. Yes, was yes, I have. Yeah. An amazing goddamn fight yeah, when you have people sure. at, at that level of power, and also at black adam's level of i don't give a fuck you know threw you through a building and killed 30 people oh well they shouldn't have been there like that's the kind of attitude of an anti-hero he's like yeah i'll get the job and then one point there's a whole thing of heroes don't kill and you know he gets right into hawkman's face he's like yeah but i do um and you're like well i guess he's not a hero then um at least by hawkman's definition of good and evil you know black and white there's no gray well there's a hell of a lot of gray in black adam 
So yeah. Um speaking of which, Trevor. Yes. Do you think that um with now have uh like Superman back in the DC EU and Shazam coming out that you could lead into a Black Adam versus Shazam versus Superman sort of story? Absolutely. I mean, they this is where so yeah, Shazam two is already pretty much locked and and ready to mm-hmm. come out sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's gonna be him against a couple of old gods, um, but that could definitely segue into Black Adam versus Shazam because their powers pretty much stem from the same right. source in terms of the yeah, old yeah, wizard, yeah. and having Superman in the mix would just you know, yeah, because it, that animated feature was first of all beautifully animated to begin with because it's it's the era of DC animation they know mm-hmm. how to do an animated feature. If they could bring that into a live action, which (laughs) they probably won't be able to. Yeah. Now, there was a fun cameo other than Henry Cavill. Um, So, Adam Smash, excuse me, is, uh, what's his name? Al, who is the um, uh, grand, oh, nephew of the original Adam Adam Smasher, Al Pratt. So, he FaceTimes him, and it's Henry Winkler. Henry oh, Winkler shit, really? is the original <laughs> Al Pratt, and he he goes on to say he's like he's like how's the suit? Oh, the suit's great. And he's like, well, don't don't mess it up. It's vintage. Nice. He's more concerned about the suit getting messed up than his. All right, nephew. all right. But the fact that it's Henry Winkler, it was like that's Henry just a Winkler is in the DC universe. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Um, that would have been something in the theater to have been it. Ah. Yeah, I, I remember the sitting phones. there like that's Henry Winkler. <laughs> and he's like, don't damage the suit. It's vintage. Nice, nice. Especially in his nowadays sort of, I could totally see him doing that being the whole curmudgeon sort of. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, yeah, my my I, my my review of Black Adam is wait for video. Like, wait for it to come out on a streaming service. Um, yeah, there's some visuals that lo- would look great on a big screen, but it's not necessary. Sadly, TV, I mean, TVs are big enough nowadays, right? Yeah, I mean, now it's the next thing is Wakanda, you know, Black, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever, which they did a, a trailer for. So, um, again, along with this time of the year, uh, there uh, is the time to release, you know, the scary movies, the spooky movies, the uh, the thrillers, the chillers, the uh, box the office killers. Yeah, also, exactly. Coincides with some of some uh, pretty uh, scary game trailers. Silent yes, Hill 2, the as. remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Close to a Protocol. Dead Space, uh, the remake. Oh, they're doing a remake of Dead Space. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they, they, uh, now, have you all played the original Dead Space? I do. Or as Amanda likes to call it, the game that makes me shriek in the, in the game room. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the fact they had the thing where you could turn the gun sideways for, for lopping off limbs and then, you know, shoot, no, vertically, I- shoot horizontally. I haven't played the game that makes you shriek, Gavin. It's uh, it is uh, one of the uh, one of the best survival horror games I've played uh, in a very long time, and that this is actually including the Resident Evil games because Resident Evil games they just more or less just threw shit at the wall and basically just had you roll with it. It's like, oh, okay, here we are, zombies, and you've killed all the zombies, and now, oh yeah, here's an here's an underwater shark. Uh, it's it's slightly infected, so it's kind of a zombie shark. But it's zombie also dogs. a bioweapon. <laughs> oh, zombie, zombie dogs. dogs. Um, I like how you iterate that it has to be an underwater shark. Yes, as opposed to those flying sharks. <laughs> those land those sharks. Goddamn land sharks. <laughs> well, they had one in the lab. Damn, you know, man, a tornado shark. That was, 
waist deep in water. Landjar. No Land man, jar. we're open. No, I'm a dolphin. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, in that case, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, so I, I, I did a replay of the original uh, Dead Space uh, uh, just around uh, just around uh, when COVID hit. And so had didn't have a lot to do, but hey, look, I've been meaning to play it because it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. Why not? Let's do this. And uh, so the the upgrades to uh, to 1080p or 4K resolution pretty freaking amazing uh even oh, really? it still well, held up impressive. even now yeah um, but it's, it's not a game you play wearing headphones no. don't wear headphones playing that game because you will shit your pants yeah because uh, there's like just... random sounds like way off the distance especially if, if you've got a good headphones there's like a sound over here and you're just like i'm not turning my head i'm not turning my... you hear it again and you you turn and you're like oh okay there's nothing there. you turn back to the screen and suddenly there's something right there and you're like <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's like every time you walk past a vent in this game, it's like, um, okay, something's going to come out of that. Something's going to come out of that. <laughs> I'm walking past it. I'm looking at it. Nothing came out of it. Yeah, you get your I'll gun aim the whole time. Like this way, sidestepping like, that vent. And you're like, ah! okay, and in front of you. And you're like, just like, son of a... And yeah, if you're wearing so, headphones, it's just, it's a lot of shrieking and later having to do some cleanup. Maybe burn um, your chair. So Dead Space is basically uh, a, a survival horror in space. Uh, you you basically play Isaac Clark, who's an engineer. He's, he's way he's too attached to his girlfriend. Engineer. Super, super attached. Um, but basically, because you're the engineer, you got to go and restart the combobulator engine or or uh, in, uh, set, get, set the shields on anti-vibrator, whatever. Uh, like you were the guy who had to do do all of this, and all you had was basically uh, some very basic mechanical tools, and so you always seem to get cut off from your friends, just as things start screeching and slithering out of the out of the vents, um, and essentially uh, you 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 start fighting these things called necromorphs, which are basically animated corpses, and. Unlike zombies, which just kind of like, look like your standard, you know, it's arms, legs, arr, you know, it's got claws and teeth, you know, that, that makes sense. No, no. This thing sprouts uh, a giant mandibles out of the chest, the, 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 the rib cage. Uh, this one is now sprouting uh, like, like sharp, spiky things out of, out of the, the, shins, the shins or something. So you're fighting the thing it's, from John Carpenter's The Thing. Pretty much, yeah. But something on a multiple, like multiple... But the thing is, the guns weapons. you have, you've got to like, to stop it, oh, shooting in the head doesn't do it. you got to like lop off limbs because they can survive without its head. So you got to like yeah. lop off some limbs so it can't go anywhere and they got to lop Fun. that torso into pieces. Fun. Yeah. Oh no! It's it, it, it can be terrifying, especially when you you've just unloaded a bunch of thing, a bunch of shots into his chest, and then realize, oh fuck, that's not where it's weak. Uh, but yeah, easily one of the scariest games I I I've played in a long time, uh, and this was the second time I played it because the original time on the 360, uh, you know, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> the second time playing through, still scared the shit out of me, even though I knew <laughs> where all the fucking scares were. Uh, and that's the, that's the uh, sign of a well done game, though. Oh, exactly. Uh, now, yeah. what's uh, what's amazing is uh, um, EA kind of tanked the the series uh, after the uh, after the second one 
uh, they basically had a lot of high hopes for Dead Space 3 and tried to turn it into like a micro uh, micro transaction, like cornucopia of, of money, which unfortunately made it less of a scary game, more of a, uh, uh, a sort of a buddy action cop game because you could actually play co-op with it. So they basically decided, nope, no more Dead Space. They disbanded the entire studio. And, well, everyone lived happy, uh, happily ever after with Dead Space, Dead Space and the Horizon. Oh, wait, but no. Capcom revives Resident Evil with Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3. Uh, they, they reinvigorated it with uh, uh, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 8. So like, it's, an, like a, it's the old Resident Evil games with a much fresher coat of paint on it. And a lot uh, with a lot more realistic and terrifying uh, components added onto it. So EA took one good look at this and goes, "Huh, we should do a horror game." Oh wait, we did one. Let's remake it. So they uh, so so they they they're remaking Dead Space with uh, a lot of the the stuff that had to remain on the cutting uh, cutting room floor because the hardware uh, limitations of the Xbox 360 couldn't handle some of the stuff they wanted to do. Uh, they also brought back the guy, the, the guy who uh, voiced uh, Isaac Clark in uh, in Dead Space Two. Dead Space Two had a lot; he had dialogue. Dead Space One, he did not. Uh, he was just a silent protagonist kind of thing. So they what they've done is they brought in the original voice actor to come back and record uh, uh, voiceovers where things actually made sense for him to actually respond. So uh, they it's going to be kind of an entirely. Uh, like a, a similar yet completely different experience. So I'm going to be shitting my pants in Technicolor this time. <laughs> I just, I just really hope they fix the one. There's this big plot hole in the game where there's the security chief, and he gets wounded by a necromorph, and he kind of falls down. He's sitting there, and he's like, "No, no, you got to go on. Take this key code, and blah blah blah." And you're like, "Um, just around the corner over there, I could drag your body as one of the health units that would, you know." fix your injury and and, and it's just it's just for i can see the glow from the unit it's right there just let me grab your 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 armor and drag you over and put you in and you'll get healed and and you can't you just watch them die and i, I was just like man that's cold you shouldn't have had, it just to me in the term of game design they shouldn't have had like the the health unit that goddamn close to where this guy collapses you're like if you can't get there under your own power, I'm sure Isaac is strong enough to pick you up and carry your dumbass over there and jam you into it. So you have a buddy to help you with this shit. No, no, oh, oh, no, he's going to die. Well, take your key card. Thanks, sir. Yeah. Now, this is a remake, not a remaster, right? Remake, right from the ground this up. The right from the ground up. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. There, uh, uh, so one of, the, one of the, the big changes in the gameplay that they're doing is uh so they're keeping the severed limbs uh the way they were uh but what right. they have is uh instead of just aiming for the for the, like the the uh the arms or the shoulders there's going to be kind of a, a flaying mechanic it basically punch through the, the the skin punch through the bone uh punch through the muscles kind of thing so you're going to actually see the damage as it's as it's happening it's not just one shot the limb <laughs> pops off right so it's going to add a little bit more tension to the to the fight. Now, is... I I did love the design of Isaac's armor. Instead of having like a health gauge up in the corner, there's like down his spine are these little lights of the armor. And as you take damage, the lights go away until eventually if all the lights go out, you're dead. 
So it was a nice yeah, mechanic a, for, you know, knowing how, how much health you have without saying, hey, look at my health bar. No, it's basically the GUI, unit. but built directly into the character itself. Like yeah. you can see how much uh, how much how much of the uh, uh, their 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 static force or or uh, what do they call it uh, kinetic force. Yeah. Uh, basically, you can see all of the game mechanics on the back of the of the character's uh, suit, rather than being like big health bars and shit all over the screen. Oh, that's kind of which. Neat. Yeah, it, it gives you a much more inver- immersive uh, sort of environment. Because yeah, so well, I mean, the game's third-person perspective, so you wouldn't have these things in your HUD if you're not within, if you're not inside the helmet with them, sort of thing. So it made it a nice way of being able to know, you know, your different stats without having them cluttering up the screen. All right. So according to um, EA official site, the sci-fi survival horror classic Dead Space (TM). Returns January 27th, 2023, completely rebuilt to offer an even more immersive experience. So get ready to change those shorts, Gavin. Right oh, after your gonna birthday. Be, uh, there's going to be a few extra pairs. Trust just, me. just make sure for yeah. your birthday, you get a nice big stack of underwear. Yeah. So I don't know how you can see this, but uh, this is the, uh, the, the art, art of. of Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked up a little while back and absolutely gorgeous gorgeous concept art like you can see like the suit designs uh you can see like the the necromorph designs like god damn these things are gross looking yeah. hey, I, i've seen, I've seen in the past i've seen in the past a couple of uh cosplayers that have redone the armor and all that sort of thing and knowing what i've seen because John Callum is always playing the video games and I'm watching people playing the video games because that's how I enjoy video games is watching other people play video games. Because if you can be enthralled by a story just by watching someone else play a video game, that's a pretty damn good video game. So watching someone else playing a video game is a hell of a lot easier for me to enjoy a video game because I can never get the controls, right? <laughs> I mean, it took me forever just to get through, like I said, my favorite video game of uh, uh, Arkham Asylum because I could never keep straight which control which buttons on the controller did what and all that sort of thing but again uh, yeah it's a, a fabulous looking game to begin with and hey a new version sounds good and especially seeing it's built from the ground up which is always a nice thing because sometimes a um, um, a remaster just doesn't cut it yeah um, not enough attention to detail in some or they 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 just make it as cut and dry as possible it's just no effort to try to improve it prove anything well when so for example um uh, uh udon studio in toronto they were tasked with uh doing street fighter for i think it was for xbox or it might have been playstation one of those so they were having to redraw all of the existing art to kind of like you know, smoothing it out and and all that sort of stuff. So they had the people there, you know, you would get the still frame and you'd redraw the character with nice crisp lines and you get the next one, you might do a couple of in-betweens. But the problem they had was everyone wasn't drawing at the same scale. And sometimes um, when it was being scanned, there was no one kind of like, oh, we'll make sure all the drawings fit into this kind of bounding box. So when they go to playback, the characters are like wildly changing inside as the animation plays. How the hell does that get overlooked? 
whoever was doing scanning wasn't locking things down. So, you know, in terms of pegs, everything's locked in terms of, of its position. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. character suddenly, you know, three times the size <laughs> as before, the very next frame, tiny. And so the characters were just going crazy. So now they had to go back and hire someone to digitally resize all the characters so that they were the exact same size. But then you'd have like Ken is like 10 times the height of Ryu because the way that they scanned it. So they had to then go and like, you know, they had to get a lineup of the characters. They actually had to buy an art of book. Just they had all the characters lined up to see the different character heights to make sure that Zangief was the make right sure height the compared right to Chun-Li. <laughs> it was just like, oh my God. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's why... Well, uh, I I bought the Switch version, which is essentially the uh, the the only version of that uh, HD remade version of Street Fighter Two. Yeah, they, it's they, uh, it's not bad. Yeah, I I talked to some people who were working on it, and they were like, "It's you know, because they were working away, because they were some of the people were working on large versions on their on their their tablet or or like on their screen or whatnot so that they could really play with line thickness and thick and thin and then they had to ditch some of that because you'd have lines boiling for no apparent reason because i drew it with nice thick and thin lines but the guy doing the in-betweens did it with like a wire line so the lines would be constantly like boiling up and down up and down up and down so they're like we got to standardize this and like this character's all drawn with like wire bent line this character's all drawn with thick and thin lines it was just like we, we got to standardize it we, we you know and they were they were on such a tight deadline to get this done because they'd already announced this was coming. And they're like, so we need and then so you know they got the studio streaming them, we need this artwork now because we gotta like give it to the programmers so they can put it in the game engine. And then and they're like, we can't give them to them like this. We've we've got to work some uh, extra long hours and get this standardized and done. So yeah. Whee! That's why sometimes <laughs> a, a remastering is not so good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, back to the subject of uh, spooky time of the year. Um, this is the time of the year when, you know, a lot of horror films get dropped on us. Uh, nowadays, a lot more getting direct to home video or uh, on streaming services. Few make to the theaters. Uh, I wasn't able to join in last week with Trevor's review of Halloween Ends. Well, it's a good thing that's over with. Uh, that's all I really have to say about that. Um, it better be fucking ended. There's no more Halloween. Yeah, movie. no, I, I think they, they, I, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it was nice to see Jamie Lee Curtis back as, and I'm, I'm including all three movies. I'm including those, like the, the 2018 was a fantastic return to the series. And okay, there was a problem with uh, Halloween Kills just because they came under a lot of protocol for COVID when it was being shot and then that they couldn't go directly into making Halloween ends and they had to wait. So, yeah, okay, sure. What you wanted to do, you weren't able to do. So you had to stumble with what you had. And unfortunately you didn't pull off a good series. That first movie, fantastic movie. If it didn't end there, perfectly fine. That second one. Oh, okay. I will admit that I did enjoy ends more than kills because it ends. It, yeah, it yeah, it has it has a nice Michael Myers end to it. it. It could go on, it could stop right there, whatnot. Stuck in a sewer, someone else's Michael. I'm like, no, it's just <laughs> the boyfriend somehow overpowering Michael and taking his mask. Yeah. 
What? I mean, I will. Okay, I will admit that I did not see the opening sequence coming. When that kid, when that happens to that kid, I was like, oh my God, you're starting the movie off with like, oh my God. And then you're going to start with such a high, you better bring it for the rest of your movie. They but they didn't. They didn't. And unfortunately, I mean, there are some interesting kills, but it's yeah, and not. I just, in the writer's room, when they were like, I know, she needs a boyfriend who turns out to be, and she's just like, really? I think that person at that point was like, get out. Just whoever you're just like, get out. We, we don't want to hear from you. But no, they were but like, I, let's run with it. Yeah, but I also think I also think again, because of what they had to go through, they had to do so many rewrites because they couldn't do what they wanted to do. They wanted to shoot the three movies back to back to back. And then yeah. they got the first one done and then they had to shoot the second one during COVID. And then they decided, okay, let's take a break and do this third one because they just lost the momentum and it just You think they if if they're gonna take a break between you know, the second and third, go over the script again and go, maybe we can make this better. Yeah. Yeah. A lot better. Yeah. Maybe let's bring in a, 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 a five-year-old to, to go through it and point out all the, the flaws. Yeah. Which they I didn't. mean, and it also had a problem with pacing. And again, oh, yeah. I don't think the editing that... was just terrible. Yeah. It just, it, it, I mean, for a modern horror film, I mean, Again, to have such a strong start, it's just like, you know, what, this is like the, what, the 13th Michael Myers movie. Out of all the Michael Myers movies, this is like the 13th one. And more than likely, it will be the last one. It stumbled its way along. Until someone like a Rob Zombie comes along and reinvents it sort of thing. Oh, God, no, I hope not. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be like Rob Zombie, but uh, speaking of Rob Zombie, I watched The Monsters. You did watch it. I did watch it, and okay, so basically, I, I was curious about this one. Okay, okay, Let's so basically, it. this is the story of how, um, how uh, um, Herman met Lily. Okay, back in Transylvania, sort of thing. We go through how Herman gets created, how he gets his name, how he meets Lily, and uh, the Count because he doesn't go by Grandpa because, well, Lily isn't married yet and doesn't have any kids and all that. Um, it is, it is such a Technicolor dream version of a Rob, Rob Zombie film, because if you've seen Rob Zombie stuff, you know how he likes to put everything into his backgrounds. He likes to have you, like, if you want to pause the scene and look around in the background, there's something for you to see this movie, uh, because what they do is they use the makeup style from the TV series because, of course, like we all know, the black and white programming was actually shot with colored makeup. Mm-hmm. So it would look differently on the black and white screen. So when the movies came to color television, they still used the same makeup. So you saw how green Herman was, how gray Lily was and all that. And the Technicolor shades that they use are all throughout the whole entire first part of this movie it's all technicolor dreams it's all these psychedelic lighting in the background and all that sort of thing it's very cheesy it's a very you can tell rob zombie loves the monsters so cheesy in a good way like it is cheesy. extra cheese on pizza oh yes yeah 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 and i mean 
if you're not a fan of the Munsters, you're probably not going to like this because it has its goofy jokes. It has its sound effects as like an added touch to a particular joke. It has like the wink making the wink sound effect when someone does something or like that. Um, uh, uh, Jeff Daniels Phillips, who plays uh, Herman Munster, who was originally done by Fred Guire, does a really good Fred Guire impression. I mean, he doesn't do an exact impression. He does his version of it, and it's very close. Like, he does a half-decent impression of Herman's laugh. Um, Sherry Moon Zombie, who plays Lily, which was originally Yvonne DiCarlo, does a almost exact imitation of her. Like, a younger version of the character, but still, like, she has the same the flow of her body, the way she speaks, the way she holds herself, the way Yvonne DiCarlo did in the original series. Uh, Daniel Roebuck, who plays the Count, who is Grandpa Munster uh, in the TV series and all that, who was played by Al Lewis, does a really good impression of a younger version of the Al Lewis character. And it's it's really neat to see. They add a couple of like other characters, like in the castle, they have Igor, who is played by Sylvester McCoy, which is kind of neat to see the seventh doctor. Um, uh, one part, uh, the real estate agent that once Lily and Herman get married and move to America, um, the real estate agent that gets them their final home that 1313 um, is uh, Cassandra Peterson, who is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really cool look to it (laughs) one of the funniest parts of the thing is they move into their house on halloween night so when they show up the whole entire neighborhood is into halloween so there's all these ghouls and monsters and all that sort of thing so there's this big block party where there's this like uh party going on and they the the monsters end up winning a contest as the best horror looking group and all that sort of thing but the next day when herman wakes up and goes outside and see that the whole entire neighborhood is turned back into normal humans they're terrified beyond belief (laughs) because they thought they moved into a horror sort of setting area and all that so it's a it's a it's a lovely tribute to the original series i think the acting is done really well but again, if you're not a fan of the monsters, you're probably not going to really want to watch this. You, I don't think this is going to appeal to a younger crowd because it is so, um, it so relies on you knowing the lore and you knowing what's going to happen and what has happened, sort of thing. But I really enjoyed it because I'm a fan of the series to begin with, and I think Rob Zombie did a fantastic job. So, yeah awesome um yeah and and it's and it's surprisingly like almost two hours long and he i does a lot of his whole entire there's a lot of like um television watching back in transylvania and of course they're watching all like old black and white movies and all that sort of thing like there's a couple of the abbott and costellos going on and whatnot like abbott and costello meet frankenstein so you get a lot of classic monsters and all that involved with it because you know, Rob Zombie likes to have his classic horror in there at some point. So. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, for someone other... like me, who's not yes. a huge horror fan, but does like right. that kind of campy style, you know, who, you know, it's like there's a certain line where I go to, do you think mm-hmm. that would be something I would enjoy? It is It is listed as a horror comedy. Yeah. There's nothing scary about this movie. There's nothing gross about this movie. It's 
it's it's it's a 60s tv series it's a i think it's 60s yeah it's a 60s or 50s is it something i could watch with the family oh yeah for sure for sure there's no bad language there's no nudity there's no like i said there's no graphic violence there's it's just yeah it's it's a but again i don't think a younger crowd is going to enjoy it that don't already know the characters to begin with because it's kind of neat to see these characters and it's impressive that this seems like a logical pre-story to what we know of the tv series right so, yeah should be fine mike it's rated pg yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um the other uh one of the other movies that uh was recently released on home video is uh i think one that trevor saw and that was uh jeepers creepers uh Reborn. Hey. <laughs> hey. Is that the review? Okay, on to yeah. the next movie. Yeah. Are you gonna um, go further than it's, that? It's one of those, it's 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 a movie that tries to make the previous movies meta into their own storyline. Like this is a a myth a myth that got turned into a couple of movies. I think they made three. At one point, one of the characters thinks, I think they made three. Yeah. You are currently watching the fourth movie, sort of thing. Um it's wow it's really didn't need to be there um rotten tomatoes gave it zero percent yeah yeah (laughs) that's amazing yeah yeah i mean it's 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 not much to it the jeepers creeper costume is kind of cool i mean they not really they update they update it with a little more more modern day like special effects the wings on the the thing work a lot more than it has in the past you actually can they actually do get nice movement because it's all computer generated that works well Mm -hmm. um than previous versions of it but uh yeah no it's it's not really i mean if you're a completist uh you might not be too impressed with this but the opening of the movie the actual little segment from that mystery show about the jeepers creeper was kind of neat is but uh other than that it's yeah it's it's a bit of gore it's a bit of a bunch of kids getting picked off one by one it's i mean not even the characters are that interesting the the pregnant girl like our main yeah she's not even that like like they're not they're not fleshed out they're not it's it's, it's it's terrible. It's just an absolute travesty of a film. I mean, so I like the first two Jeepers mm-hmm. Creepers, one and two. Yeah, for uh, sure. Even though one had a couple of questions, you know, like, did, did he register this truck? How did he get this truck? Did he build this truck? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Where did he get his driver's license? You know, yeah. stuff like that. Um, two, to me, filled out the lore on the Creeper. The fact that, you know... Um, this creature hibernates for 33 years, comes out. I thought it was 27. No, it was like 30 something or whatever it is. Okay. Anyways. Um, but basically it hibernates for, for a, a long period of time and then is active for like about a, a little over a month. And then it goes back yeah. to hibernating again. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much, it's immortal. You know, you could rip off its head and it'll just grow a new one back up. Um, it digests body parts to replace its own sort of thing. It has a storage, it has wings. Jeepers Creepers 2 had one of the best opening sequences of the the young kid yeah. is checking yeah. out scarecrows 
and he walks up to the one scarecrow and realizes that it's moved somehow. Like, he was looking at him. When he looks at the head turns back, and when he gets close, he can look at the feet, and they're all clawed, and realizes, oh, shit, this isn't what it's supposed to be, and begins to run, and the creeper jumps on him, and the dad and the older brother come running out as the creeper flies away with the kid. Um, it helped establish a lot of the lore, because mm -hmm. the first movie, you were just constant questions of, so he had this oubliette, you know, little death chamber underneath the yeah. barn that he had, yeah. everything was cloaked in human skin and stuff, but still had the questions of where did he get the truck and how did he learn to drive and, <laughs> and, and who licensed this truck? And because he even has like a personalized license plate. So imagining the creeper standing at the DMV, you know, petitioning, you know, with the forums to get this personalized license plate. And you're like, ah, I don't think that happens. Um, I think they'd be like, no. Go back to the line. Um, and then he kills everyone in the DMV. Anyways, so the, to me, the second movie was really nice because um, it ex helped explain the lore of the character. Three was fucking terrible. And then this one was just... I have actually blotted it out of my memory yeah. of it even existing. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So. Well, also, the, the first one just came out of nowhere. It was just... you. There was, it, it was its own brand new story. It was, and it was kind of like really hard leaning into the um, the song that they were playing, the mm -hmm. Jeepers Creeper. Yeah. Where'd you get those Jeepers? Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw this uh, when I was working at the movie theater. I think I saw it like two or three times because it was fabulous. And it's actually one of the first horror movies that I can ever remember having a uh, end credit scene. Which was kind of neat because at the end of the first movie, it seems like he's gone for good. And then at the very end, you have that friggin' truck zipping by with its horn going and all that. And yeah. like you said, the second one is, is good because it fills in pretty much every single question you had from the end of the first one gets answered in the second except one. For and the you truck. get a little more of the book. Except, except for the truck. Yes. Except no, for except the, the truck. truck. The truck like... is not. Yeah. The truck. Why, why no truck? Yeah. yeah and again, no, the... the third one. Yeah. Yeah, but this, oh. I mean, it, it it just cost me the time to watch it. I just watched it because I wanted to see how creative the kills got, which is the only if that's the reason why you're watching a movie now. It's it's not really worth it if you just want. You might as well watch a best of reel or something like that with the special effects company that actually put it together. I will say that the uh, the the makeup on Jeep on the creeper looked fantastic. I mean, it's been how many years since the last time we've seen him on screen and it's kind of nice to see it um but again not seen it on a big screen because it was released to home videos sort of thing so it was it was fine it was it was it was it but it was definitely not worth the time that i sat through and watched it it's probably yeah. something that i would throw on in the background at a, like a halloween party on a screen so that people are like oh what's this sort of thing but you don't have to listen to it as long as you just watch the kills and all that sort of thing. It's, it's yeah. Right. And unfortunately, the the guy who created the character of the creeper, uh, Victor Salva, not a savory sort of individual. Which no, is kind of unfortunately, um, yeah. he got you know child sex abuse and child pornography yeah. charges. He went to jail for you know fifteen months, but it still kind of taints the whole yeah. thing. Which is another reason why it probably took so long for this final one to come out and the fact that they tried to call it a reborn sort of thing yeah so, it's it's yeah. it's a terrible like don't yeah. don't see it 
Um, and I got another uh, terrible movie that also came out recently on home video. Um, actually, it might have gotten a small theatrical release in some places in the States and all that. But um, I saw Spirit of Halloween, the movie. And um, hey, it was, I was going to watch it. OK, first of all, if you're advertising a movie with Christopher Lloyd in it, I'm going to watch a Christopher Lloyd movie. Uh, I'm disappointed that there is not very much Christopher Lloyd in this movie. Um, and the fact that I am a former Spirit of Halloween employee also sort of made it kind of interesting. But um, it is, um, okay, it's not what I was expecting. I was expecting something a little more, but I don't know why I was saying a little more. This is more goosebumps than anything else. Um, this is a I wouldn't say family friendly because they use a lot of the animatronics. These kids go into sneak into a uh, spirit Halloween um, on Halloween evening and try to stay the whole entire night. And it turns out that there's an evil spirit in the abandoned house that the spirit Halloween moved into because that's what spirit Halloween moves into abandoned buildings. Um, that has basically possessed all the animatronics. So they use actual animatronics from the actual stores. And it's so it's all the spooky sort of things that little kids like run away from because you hit that foot pad and the suddenly the clown jumps out at you and stuff like that. So it's very triggering in that way because it is uses a lot of the stuff that people get scared of at Spirit Halloween when you go in, all the displays and all that. This year they had this giant um, symbol monkey that even I will admit looked creepy as hell because it's not a small little monkey. No, no. It's like a four foot tall monkey. And here they had freaky uh, as all hell. Regan from the exorcist. Yes. And yes. instead of yes. the foot pads, it was like the, uh, the old electrical panel. You, you turn it like, yes, that the little switch down. on the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And when yeah, she turns, yeah. it was like, Oh, and this is, they got it eerily accurate. Yeah, to Regan they, from I, the exorcist. And again, over the years, they've gotten better and better and all that. But unfortunately, there isn't a lot they use a lot of their own spirit halloween property because yeah. it's it's available to them unfortunately they just use the props themselves so they don't actually make characters of these characters so it's just the props i mean they become a little more animated than they do in the store and all that but it's nothing much more than than that and again like i said it's more goosebumps scares than anything else so i mean for a Again, I wouldn't give it to a young audience, that's for sure, because I'm pretty sure my daughter would be terrified of uh, just when they walk into the store because they show like, you know, you know, some people don't like clowns. And you know what? Halloween clowns are kind of creepy, but I don't mind them. But, you know, some people in this household do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so stuff like that. So, I mean, for the audience that it's shooting, it's hitting that preteen, just below preteen sort of thing mid high mid school and all that sort of thing it, it mm -hmm. works fine for that it's it's got in a, a half decent story the kids are quite believable the they're they're actually the the main characters the the three main characters that go into the place they work well together they act well together they when these characters are scared they you you definitely see the terror in their face sort of thing but again it's nothing much more than a goosebumps movie yeah. without jack black <laughs> I mean, it's nice that Christopher Lloyd is like bookends the whole entire thing. It's kind of nice to see Christopher Lloyd and all that. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
I would suggest it to those that have, again, not little kids, but a little older than that, that they probably would enjoy it sort of thing. All right. Good so times. I think that's going to bring it. I think that's going to bring us to the end of this particular episode now that we're uh, rambling and meandering on with the uh, storylines and all that. Yeah. <laughs> now we have to start coming up with our next lists. So we probably. Well, Gavin still didn't finish top 10 number one, but that's yeah. a different story. So what is your number one, Gav? We what know. What my wonder- Shit, I'm not prepared at all. I, I haven't written anything down. Except Don't worry about it. We know what it is. Extremely long paragraph. Just tell the people what it is. Okay. Well. Hey, Gavin. What's your number one? Oh, good question. Good question. I haven't really thought about it, but... Porky's Revenge. Porky's 2 the next day. Oh, fuck that. Porky's 3 the Revenge? Released in 2010, DreamWorks released an adaption of a popular children's book series called How to Train Your Dragon, starring Jay Rochelle, Gerard Butler, Christopher Mintz Plus, Craig uh, Craig Ferguson, America Ferreira, Jonah Hill, and Kristen Wiig. Uh... First time I saw the trailers for this movie, I started getting this, this feeling it was going to be something special. Uh, Hiccup, the inept son of the Viking chief Stoic, to, tries to prove himself worthy of the name Viking in a world where dragons roam the earth and raid villages for food. Hiccup manages to shoot down a Night Fury, one of the rarest dragons uh, out there, to no one's belief, and then goes off to show everyone he was responsible. To his surprise, the dragon, who he names Toothless, is nothing like what he was taught to fear. Knowing that if others found out he found out he spared Toothless's life. He hit his newfound friendship, only to have it all coming crashing down And uh, when the village finds he's... Oh, good lord. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay if you stroke your pussy. Oh, wow. Hey. Knowing if, uh, if the others found out he spared Toothless's life, he hit his newfound friendship, only to have it all come crashing down when the village finds out he's, being, he's, he's using tricks that he's learned fr- from trying to train uh, Toothless. The breathtaking flying scenes where Hiccup learns to fly with Toothless, the sheer emotional payoff as he tries to win his Toothless friendship, and the epic job-dropping final battle. I've dealt with some painful events in my life, and seeing Toothless's sacrifice in, in saving Hiccup had me in absolute tears. I saw it three times, the third time in IMAX. Each time I saw something new to appreciate. So many subtle jokes with the adult characters hit uh, the older viewers a bit different. But it's one I will, will, will willingly and gleefully show to anyone who has never seen it before because I know it's going to be a comfortable and enjoyable uh, watch every single time. Just I, one of my absolute favorites. Even the sequels may not have been quite as good as the, the, the first one. There was still uh, no slouch. And that's my number one. Awesome. That that's that's the solid. That's a solid number one, Gavin. And yeah, I think like when we mentioned the other time when we found out, well, you weren't on the podcast that your number one was How to Train Your Dragons. Yeah, definitely. That is something. Again, I don't think it would be in my top ten. And like Mike said, it'd probably be out of animated features. It definitely would be up there. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's a definite solid. Solid number one for you. Yeah, that's one of the animated films that came out, and it was something different. It, you know, there was, um, I don't know, a charisma. Uh, There's um, a life to it. The story, it actually felt like it meant something. And the characters felt authentic. Exactly. That's, that's one of the big things. Yeah. You know that. You know that. That god awful DreamWorks smirk that yep. every single character seems to always have. Yep. That mm-hmm. was. 
I don't recall mm-hmm. that ever being shown in How to Train Your Dragon. Not yeah. once. And that was that was the other thing about it. This is DreamWorks completely different animation from any other DreamWorks animation we've seen at that point, which is a fascinating thing. And the fact that the characters are so like cartoony as a style, but have such fabulous realistic dimension to them and all that and it's yeah it was just a fascinating movie to see and i would have loved to have seen that movie in imax that that i wouldn't even i wouldn't even have thought of going to see that and unfortunately i never saw it in the the theater i i didn't either i saw it afterwards and chris sanders um involvement with that like he's one of those animation guys who when he touches things i tend to like it um Lilo and whoa, 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 wait. And who's this again, Mike? Chris Who? when he touches Sanders. what? He what? When he when he touches things. Right. You tend he, to like it. I tend okay. to like it. Okay. That's what I said. You can quote me on that. All right. I'm, I'm putting that on the cover. <laughs> he is like he brings a humanity to the projects he's involved in. You know, it's um I don't know, it's very honest. Like Lilo and Stitch is one where, you know, with the Stitch character is great. And Lilo was a great character. And the whole, again, this was one, like I had lived in Hawaii. So experiencing that movie, I felt it the whole way through. And he's done a bunch of independent projects where, um, what's it called? Keskalu? It's like a sort of a Calvin Hobbes comic strip. Really great. All the stuff he works on, he brings a sort of humanity to whatever it is, whether it's the comic or the movie. And this one definitely had that. And I appreciate that. I love it when people kind of, I guess, spill their soul into the art and it's honest. And yeah, definitely how to train your dragon had that. I mean, it 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 showed how much how much attention they put to it. Uh, Toothless alone, uh, like animal lovers, look at Toothless. If you're a dog person, you see Toothless basically acting like a dog. If, you, if you're a cat person, you see Toothless acting like a cat. And like everything about him is endearing him more and more and more to to the animal lover in you. Uh, I mean, if they suddenly announced you know, like, Toothless the movie and it's just Toothless fucking around on screen for like two hours, I'd be all over it. I'd be like, yeah. All right, this is a great use of my two hours. Mm-hmm. Certainly better than Black Adam, apparently. No, what's what's funny is <laughs> I saw an interview uh, with Chris Sanders and Dean Dubois, who did Lilo and Stitch and How to Train Your Dragon. And Lilo and Stitch, the fight they had versus Disney um, to not include a bunch of songs into it, led them to jumping ship um, after they finished Lilo and Stitch. And they were just like, enough with the fucking songs in our in films like the characters don't need to spontaneously break out into song for no apparent reason and you know disney execs are like well it has to be songs in here there's got to be a song it's an animated film that has to be songs there needs and so they fought tooth and nail to keep the songs out of lilo and stitch but that particular fight led to them you know jumping and, and going to do uh how to train your dragon who, which, and again, DreamWorks was like, no, you don't have any songs. What the fuck did we just put a song in there for? So, yeah. And it was funny. I mean, I remember like watching that interview and thinking, 
Yeah. I mean, that's sticking to your guns. You know, I mean, he, uh, Chris wrote this film and he, he wrote it with the idea that there wouldn't be any characters breaking, like, like Jimbo doesn't need to break into a song about how he created Stitch, which was actually one of the things that he even brings up. Like they, they were all ready to like bring in a, a songwriter for, for Jumbo to sing, you know, come up with a song about the creation of Stitch. It's like, no, it, he's not going to break into a song. Listen to David Nogden Steyer sing about the creation of Stitch would have actually been kind of neat, though. I mean, he has a fantastic yeah, but it was just, voice. Yeah, it was just that, <clears throat> you know, he was. it was the... They were fed up with the Disney animation machine of, this is the formula that we do our movies with, this is where we insert our songs, it has to fit that formula. And that's part of the reason why Disney didn't promote this film as heavily as they did other ones. Because it didn't have songs. They can't have a soundtrack. Other than, you know, whatever music played in the background sort of thing. But, yeah. Well, it was all those Elvis songs. Yeah, it was the Elvis songs. But they yeah. couldn't have a, you know, character singing the song, the sing-along, all that sort of bullshit that Disney likes to do. So. Come on, Hawaiian roller coaster ride. It's genius. Have you guys yeah. seen the pre-9-11 cut? Of that whole spaceship sequence. Yes, yes I did. Yes, where yeah. it actually goes mm -hmm. through the buildings. And you see, so since... And it's an actual airline. So a, they switched it into a spaceship, but yeah. they actually hijacked an airplane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's amazing. And I wish that was in the film. I, there's I, something so awesome about that. It's like, hey, we got to go catch up with the spaceship. I guess we got to go hijack an airplane. And yeah. And you can Ooh. see all the designs. It still looks because obviously they reused the animation and then most yeah. of the design. So you can tell it was supposed to be an actual airline, like a human plane going up against the spaceship. I thought that was genius. Yeah. Well, if you haven't also, seen that, Google it. In the um the sequence where uh Lilo is hiding from her sister, originally she was hiding inside the dryer. Yes. And since they, you know, when it came out on, on home video, they changed the background. So she's just hiding in a cabinet as opposed to hiding inside a dryer because they're like, I don't, you don't want kids hiding in dryers. It's just like, guys, come on. Kids aren't that dumb. They Here's a fun Tales of Animation. Uh, yeah. I was working on Backyardigans and there was a scene where the characters jump off a train. And I thought it'd be fun to do, you know, when they jump off the train, it's a jump and tuck and roll. And apparently they thought it was too violent. They just wanted them to do like a Super Mario jump and land. It's like, they're still jumping off a train, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're teaching the kids, you know, if you jump, you know, tuck and roll and absorb the impact. But no, you had to just do a Super Mario jump and run. Yeah. So yeah. you ended up you ended up going with the Mario jump. Is that what you're saying? I was directed to do the Super Mario jump rather yeah, than yeah. the. No, I'm not roll. saying. I'm not saying. Be because to. it's like, whoa, this is way. You know, kids might want to jump off a train. The character's still jumping off the train. Yeah. What the hell? We're like, all fine. Yeah. Yeah. We. I mean, I can't count the number of of times we were told we'd have to change the way a sequence was set up because of imitatable behavior. Yeah. So, like, there was a episode of Caillou where you know him and his. Oh god, I can't remember what his friend was—the one in the ugly overalls. Um, they push Rosie out of the way, the little sister, as they're running out of the room, and we get a note: no physical contact between Caillou and his sister. It's like okay, 
well, how the hell did they get by her? Because she's standing right in the doorway. And what we ended up doing is simply the door opens up. So, it, you know, we see Rosie. But in the when we change the shot, the, the door is blocking our view of Rosie. So we don't actually see how they get by her. Because that was the only way we could do it. Otherwise, it's like, you, you got to shove her ass out of the way. She's Because she's, she's defiantly not moving. I'm like, well, this kid's going to... Push get... her down, son. Yeah, so it was just like, we would get <laughs> notes like this. Producer says like, no. Yeah, you, 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 you can't... And, and at one point, the character has to pick up the cat. Well, you know, the characters... Are like I think it was like the dad had like a handful of groceries, and he's got to pick up the cat, Albert. Which, by the way, the design of the cat looked like the cat had been run over. I mean, it had this cricket at the tail because we had to design other cats, and we had to use that cat as the as the basis of the design. And I remember uh, one of the designers was like, "This cat does not look like a cat. How can we design other cats to look like it that don't look like horror shows?" Um, and we would get notes from the producers like, "This cat does not match the style of Albert." And we're thinking, "Yeah, whoever designed Albert was on crack because Albert does not look like a goddamn cat." The reason why you know he's a cat because people keep referring to him as a cat. <laughs> Hell, it could be a raccoon we called the cat. Anyway, the dad has groceries, and in the script it says, dad moves Albert, or picks up Albert and moves him out of the way. And we're looking at it, we're like, huh. And the storyboard artist, who, he did it, he's like, well, how do you move a cat with one hand? You grab it by the scruff, by of, the the scruff neck, of the neck, you pick yeah. it up, and you push it to the side. Nope. Inim imitatable behavior. Kids would go around trying to be picking up cats with one hand. So... The producer said, well, he would use two hands and gently pick up the cat with both hands and gently set it down. So for one scene, the groceries disappear. Dad's carrying the groceries, looks down, sees the cat, magically reaches down with two hands, picks up the cat, sets the cat to the side. We jump back to the long shot. Dad has the groceries back in his hand and he walks into the house. And, and we were all like floating groceries. Maybe he's got an anti-grab unit just hovering there waiting for him to grab it again. They never explained it. It's in broadcast. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, we would we would get scripts like there was the, the wedding script where, you know, Caillou's at a friend's wedding, like the friends of the family wedding, and he he goes into the barn, he jumps into a pile of hay, and the script says Caillou steps out of the hay out of the hay bale and brushes hair or, or hay from his suit and hair. Kid's bald. There ain't no hair in his hair like like hey gonna be in his hair and we would just be like this is obviously a recycled script from another show and <laughs> again the same storyboard artist so we see the image guy who has reams of hay sticking <laughs> out of his ears <laughs> and like sitting on his eyebrows it was just like don't think they're gonna let that one fly <laughs> and then flick them off his eyebrows Maybe he's got hair in his ears. That's about the way we could guess it. So, yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's really nice to see that uh, uh, not only do people um, not enjoy the series Caillou, but the people that worked on the show Caillou didn't seem to enjoy oh, working oh, on I the mean, show Caillou. Either. So we had a, like we had a note on the back wall. So there was, there was the three of us sitting. There. It was a Craig, myself, and Weston, and we had a, a, a banner on the back wall that said "No imitatable behavior," um, because that was part of our. You know, we would get notes every week about oh, can't do this because that's imitatable behavior. 
Did you guys put up that sign or did they put up that sign? We put up the sign, but then we oh we okay. would put up drawings around that sign, like you know, okay. Caillou standing with his arm straight out, holding Rosie by the top of the by her hair, dangling her over a cliff. Is this imitatable? Um, stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> Caillou holding a like a like a quart of Jack Daniels or something. Oh yeah, stuff like imitatable. I mean, there was so much stuff on that show that we had <laughs> to deal with. Um, wow. and again, I mean, I've said it before, like we, so we got to choose every time we, the characters got a new costume. Well, guess who got to choose the colors? So we made sure that Caillou's best friend was dressed in the worst possible color combinations. Like his snowsuit was like pink and brown. Um, when he wore, ha had to wear a, a striped sweater. Well, he's going to be a bee. It's going to be black and yellow. Um, and we would get, eventually we got notes saying, could, his, could this character not look like his parents were shopping at the Salvation Army? Could they color, possibly color coordinate? So I guess the purple and yellow pants just didn't go with his like bright orange top. I don't know. Come on, everybody knows one kid whose parents shopped at the Sally Ann. I mean, well, well, I mean, there's so we looked at it as there were so many little inconsistencies. Like, dad's a brunette, mom's a brunette. Caillou's bald as a billiard ball. Little sister has like bright red hair. Yeah. In fact, the exact same color code as Caillou's best friend's hair and and Caillou's best friend's mom's hair was that color. So we, we figured, um, yeah, the dad would probably have the same hair. So Caillou's best friend's dad and and Caillou's mom maybe did something. And coincidentally, the mailman had the same color hair. Um. So. <laughs> We figured Rosie not be hundred percent related to to Caillou that way. Um, same mother, maybe not same father. And then the next door neighbor, Mister. Oh God, well I can't even think of his name. We always had a running joke where he was a pedophile because, like, he always seemed to be peeking over the fence at Caillou and his friends. And when there's the the, the episode where Caillou learns to ride a bike, Dad's running with Caillou, you know, hand on the seat pushing. Mom's running with Caillou, and the neighbor for no apparent reasons running with Caillou with the hand on the seat. So we we extended that scene where Caillou was just trying to frantically ride away from the neighbor who's like, "Come back! I can't put my hand on your ass. You ride too fast." So, oh, Trevor, you're gonna get emails for this. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I I've got one. I, I I admittedly I've only I only worked in the animation industry for a couple of years. Uh, I worked at Amberwood uh, Productions on a show called uh, Pump, or sorry, Hose Hounds. Uh, and basically, it's well trying trying to explain to people what I did at at Amberwood Studios was because I worked on Pumper Pups, which was a show about firefighting dogs, and I worked on Hose Hounds, which was a show about firefighting dogs. Pumper Pups was aimed at kids. Uh, that's uh, Leslie Nelson was the the narrator for it, so it, it was this whole morals thing, you know. But Hosehounds tried its best to be wacky, uh, like Warner Brothers style car uh, cartoon stuff. And one of the episodes, uh, as they all do, and was was uh, you know ended up being sort of a a sports theme. So the 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 wacky main cast is involved with the football team, and uh, I was tasked with with uh, uh, setting up the posing for several uh, crowd scenes. The uh, character design packet we got for the crowd scene consisted of like three people three characters and we're like the fuck are we gonna make a crowd out of this 
So then we started looking at each other in, in, in the room the, the, the room that we were at, and we're like, okay. We started drawing all of ourselves as Hotown characters. And so one of the guys, uh, I, I, I drew a, a, a version of him, basically doing one of the, possibly one of the most suggestively eat, uh, eating of a 12-inch long hot dog, like full mouth open, <laughs> cradling the hot, the, the, the hot dog in the bun. Fondling uh, the balls. So lovingly. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure it got past the censors, <laughs> but we had a lot of fun with that scene. Yeah, we well, I worked on Katie and Orby, um, uh, that was being done through Lacewood, but we were working at another studio, and we would get like crowd scene, and the, the storyboard artist would have like, well, here's Katie and here's Orby, and then just a box with a circle on it that just says crowd scene, meaning fill up the people, like just fill up the box with people, and so the, we we would get notes like please no licensed characters like Boba Fett or Darth Vader or anything like that but so we would draw people in the studios and I remember this one guy you know he spent so long because it was a pan a long pan and he probably had to draw like 60 70 people in this crowd and then like you know just head shapes in behind them to kind of fill it out um and he got this note saying, why are all these ugly people standing out front? <laughs> and he's he's just like, um, these are caricatures of the people I work with done in the Katie Orby style. And and he was told he had to make them more attractive. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, and he's and, and I mean, because he, he, he just walked around the studio and do like a quick sketch of each person and what you were wearing that day and put you in. So sometimes you appeared three or four times within that pan depending on how long it took him to do it. And it was just like, and so he, he you know, came to us as a group and he's like, you're all ugly. We're like, <laughs> and he's like, according to the execs, you're all ugly because I have to redraw all of you better, like looking better. So you don't distract from people from looking at Katie and Orby. And then someone said, I'd be offended if it was a better show. Ooh, <laughs> just, ouch. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, man. Ah, yeah. uh, tales of animation. Yeah, it's real to do a podcast called that. Yeah, we probably could. Ah, uh, yeah. So I think this just might wrap up episode what fifty eight now. That is correct. All right. Well, how do we end this again? Oh yes, a collective goodbye. Can we do it? We're gonna thank. We're gonna thank everyone for listening in. We're gonna thank everyone for you know going to our different social medias. Trevor's gonna ask why they're listening. Thank you for your patience and thank you for your tolerance. We thank you for your support. That's Barlow and James. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not gonna ask people why they're listening because at this point, I don't know if I can bring myself to because I don't know because they they love us, Trevor. Just accept that. If they loved us, they would shower us with money and praise. Or at least praise. Yeah, they would, wouldn't they? Yes. Maybe they don't love us. Have some. (laughs) All right. So thank you for listening. I have no idea how long this episode went, but I'm guessing it's long. We're hitting the uh, almost, uh, we're coming up on two and a half hours. Oh, Lord. That's pretty good considering I watched nothing this week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Mike, (laughs) could you, uh, you know, Get off your ass and actually watch some stuff. That doesn't. Okay, not, here's not here's your assignment. Here's, I've got four more assi- seasons to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's time Shots for a collective fired. goodbye. All right. Yeah.
three, two. Let's screw it up again. One. Collective, Collective goodbye. Troy, <laughs> what did you do? I died because I only see Mike in here and I'm like, I I'm starting. Can you guys hear me? I'm, I'm going. Oh, no. No one else is talking. And we're done. Good night, folks. All right. Good night, folks. Bye-bye. This has been Geeking Off the Page, a Planet Geek production. Please be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can find us at our social medias through Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Search for Planet Geek Productions. On Instagram and Twitter, Planet Geek Pod. Or you can send us an email at planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next bad time, same spider channel, may the force be with you, and thanks for tuning in. Anyone else? Well, we're coming. We're coming down. We're coming down to the wire of the end of Halloween. Uh, we've only got like a less, just over a week to go. Uh, okay, everyone, I take it, is not quite ready for it because whoever is ready for Halloween, especially those with kids, they never. There's never enough time to prep for Halloween. Never. Some of us are already dressed. Yeah. yeah. I I haven't even bought <laughs> Halloween candy yet for this year. That's how. And I've got yeah, a trunk or here. treat on Tuesday. So I have to get get some candy by Monday. There you go. So I'm so gonna... Mike, are, are you planning on sleeping in that for the entire week? I plan on wearing this till next Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be buried in it. The, now, there, that piece... is some commitment. But Mike, but Mike, I thought you were going to do Peacemaker for next year. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. Next year. Dry this time. Year. You know when, switch when, season, when year. season two. Yeah, when season I gotta, two comes I gotta out. hit the gym and you know yeah. get you know. Yeah. Get you know, back fill out the, the suit, shape. man. Yeah. yeah. Learn the dance moves. <laughs> yeah, you have to learn that dance. All of it. I was actually doing it for the Halloween party we had tonight. You know, the music was playing. I was doing the Peacemaker dance, wearing the dry outfit. It was amazing. Trying to do it in the sandals, like the samurai sandals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that was ouch. interesting. Yeah. yeah it was surprisingly it be... comfortable. Just weird angles. That's all. I'm also implementing costumes. Oh, oh God damn it. Mike, you don't have to keep wearing the whole entire costume all week long. Take it off now. Wash it at least once. Yeah. Oh, if we're doing costumes, I'm just gonna wear it all week. Okay, then fine. That should be it should be well <laughs> lived in by the <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> It'll hopefully look better next week. Anyways, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh.